Hello and good afternoon or good evening or in some cases, good morning. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And yes, I have brought a ton of friends, some that you know, some that hasn't been on here for a while, and someone that is missing. That's right, our brother Cybernox still recovering from COVID-19. He's taking care of himself. He's taking care of the family. So far, so good. They just have to wait it out, and hopefully we'll get him back next week or the week after. But of course, I want to start first with a very special guest. Now, he is someone that not only do I look up to as a content creator because of his passion and his collectability, unlike anyone else, especially when you start talking Witcher 3, he is the incredible voice and one of the co-hosts for the BitCast. Please welcome my very good friend, Ains. What's up, dude? Boom, what's happening, man? It's been a while, man. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the kind words there and the nice intro, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, doing great, man. Uh, great time to be a gamer. The backlog yes. continues, especially when I can't stop playing Titanfall 2. <laughs> I know, it's in your post, man. Oh, my it's God, dude. It's, it's, it's to the point where... I'm, I'm just about to prestige again, and I don't want to have to start all over, so I have, I'm, I'm kind of dragging my heels on prestiging for, I think this is going to be my eighth time, <laughs> and uh, I just, I just, I, it's one of my favorite franchises of this, of last gen, we, you know, I, we're going to talk about it tomorrow, uh, more specifically as to why we're not getting one, I think it's a big mistake, I think Apex Legends makes money, I like that their uh, Respawn is doing another Star Wars, I like that they want to make a new IP, but I think forgetting where you came from and and still i mean obviously you know titanfall is one of the best new ips of last gen it's it's almost a disgrace but we won't get into that because we we're going to get into it tomorrow but we do have a lot to cover tonight so thanks so much for being here and real quick yeah. Ains, any new witcher 3 collectibles <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see what's the latest uh no i've got some cyberpunk stuff um yeah, i saw that picture where you said that uh you you put the four statues that's kind of dope dude yeah, I'm, I'm literally like it's it's opposite side of the frame here, but I'm looking at uh, eight full size statues <laughs> from here. Um, Bioshock, Witcher, Transformers, a bunch of stuff. But yeah, got a, got a bunch more on the way. You know how King and I do it, man. And King puts me to shame, but uh, we like the joke if he's the king of statues, I'm the prince. Uh, no, no, well, there's no doubt about that. And speaking <laughs> speaking of collectibles, someone that's starting his own podcast. Well, I think it's a show. He's going to be showing off a lot of what he's doing. Tempest Sun, what's up, brother? And have you made any new models? Uh, yeah, just finished one. Uh, I think last week now, I just unboxed a uh, perfect grade. I put a picture up on, the, uh, on uh, Twitter. And uh, when you see all the parts and realizing it goes into... I don't know something about, you know, I mean, it's like about that big, and wow. like it's like the entire table full of parts. It's pretty, I saw uh, that. Crazy. It's, 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 yeah, that's that's pretty epic, and yeah. good on you to have the skills to do that. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of patience, but it's a lot of fun, man. And uh, yeah, so that's coming along. I'm I'm filming it, getting stuff ready. So when it starts, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Now, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for that. Next up, the loudest man from Canada, where we can hear him all the way here in New Rochelle. Please welcome <laughs> the middle-aged gamer guy. What's up, dude? Yeah, well, good evening, Boom. Good evening, chat and <clears throat> panel, and to our special guest, Ains. Uh, guys, we got a great show for you tonight. I'm doing great. I hope everybody else is doing great. Let's get right into this show. Well, thank you so much for being here. Next up, he is someone that has been really 
Um, I, I want to say rubbing elbows with the anime scene. He has his own anime. He's doing unbelievable things, not only there, but with the community. Please welcome my very good friend, Everborn Saga. What's up, dude? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Very excited tonight. It's my first time being on the live airs with Ains. So how are you, sir? Uh, big time fan. Uh, oh, boom, thanks, you just, appreciate that. Boom, you are just lining up these heavy hitter guests. <laughs> Every week. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know what kind of deals you made in the background, but man, I appreciate you for it. So thank you for being here. And also some good news. If you didn't know already, we, we made our print order to uh, from the Kickstarter. So everyone's books will be coming nice. at some point. And I think that everyone whose uh, pledge included a t-shirt or the wall art, they should have had it by today. So nice, very, nice. very exciting times. I want to see people, uh, you know, when you get your poster and your T-shirt, take a picture of it, share it online. So it spread the word. But I'm, I'm very excited. A lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Nice. Well, good, uh, good, good on you for that, man. I mean, obviously, you, you, you made a dream come true. That's hard to do, and you did it, and that's freaking awesome. And I'm glad I could have been a part of it. Uh, I definitely, I'm happy to see the success, and I think more is coming your way. So, thanks uh, for being here, as always, being a part of this team. Last up, you and 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 certainly no way least, he is someone that has been really raking in the big time guests all the way from Marvel uh, on st people that do stunts for the actual MCU. To of course, people within the industry in the voice acting industry, clowns. What's up, dude? How you doing? And good work on four guys with quarters. Hey, thanks, Boom. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's always a pleasure being here. I'm excited to get into these topics. Really excited about Ains being here, man. I haven't podcasted with him, I think, in a little bit. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. really happy to to talk to him again and of course uh boom the panel is amazing so let's get into these topics yeah we're definitely gonna, we have a lot to talk about but uh you know what let, let the fact let, let's just jump right into one of the big ones of the evening you know there is a specific rpg that came out as an xbox exclusive way back in the days uh called knights of the old republic now this obviously was when bioware was at their absolute peak performance now i'm not taking anything away from what they've done recently but i'm just saying that back in those days you know you're talking about knights of the old republic you're talking about jade empire and you're talking about mass effect a trio of incredible AAA titles <coughs> that literally put them on the map there's no doubt about it well in a story that i pulled from our friends over at vgc of course i mean video game chronicles apparently the knights of the old republic remake is real that's right folks they are remaking it now there's a there's been a questions there's been some debate on is it a remaster and or and is it a remake and we have information that supports both series and we are going to certainly break both of those theories down you know obviously the news that we get comes to us from Bloomberg's journalist known as Jason Schreier. Yeah, that Jason Schreier. Uh, he was speaking on a, on a podcast called MinMax, the MinMax show. And this was corroborated by several uh, reports from Eurogamer. Aspire, 
but uh, is uh, is 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 the developer of this game and apparently it's behind the re-releases of several star wars games and this is what they've done star wars jedi knight 2 uh republic commando and episode one racer uh, it's even been um ported um they actually did the ports for uh, KOTOR to iOS in the past, along with BioWare's title, Jade Empire. Now, earlier this year, Aspire was acquired by Embracer Group to work under Saber Interactive, the studio which itself is known for remaking and remastering games that include Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and The Witcher 3's upcoming next-gen version. Now, Schreier previously claimed that KOTOR, the, the, the actual KOTOR game was in development somewhere outside of EA and, of course, the original developer, BioWare, but in today's video, they confirmed that it is in fact in development from aspire now this is where it gets really interesting because i went and pulled another story from comicbook.com where a new report comes in the way of youtuber and host of the defining duke podcast and insider mr maddie plays who claims that not only is the remake getting uh, getting away from its original turn-based combat system but it's going to be more like an action rpg now this is interesting again a lot of things to be concerned about if you are a fan or a purist of the original knights of the old republic ains i want to start with you my brother this is you know this is a this is a game that i think everyone wants remade at one point or another now we were talking in the green room before we went live and i said something that was interesting and also you might and you i want to see if you whether agree with me aspire who made these other ports they weren't great they weren't like class act ports and if we're going to get a, a a remake or a remaster of knights of the old republic i, I kind of want it done right i don't want a cheap version of it and i hope that they do the right thing but, but considering that they were acquired by a bigger publisher now a slash studio maybe that they can get some of those teams that did and worked on um Halo Combat of all Anniversary Edition was, which was fantastic. What What are your thoughts on this, Ains? I know you're a big KOTOR fan. Is this what you wanted? Yeah, KOTOR, uh, I think for many of us, right, KOTOR holds a special place. Um, that was one of the greatest RPGs of all time when it released. Uh, you know, the fact that it's in the Star Wars universe obviously makes it even broader. And it's one of the greatest OG Xbox games, right? So there's a lot of nostalgia and memories from that game. I would, I would say two things. I think you're spot on. I think one, uh, from Aspire, and certainly not to disparage anything they've done um, or their talent, but you know, there, there's a reason, right, that if we're talking about a remake, um, a, a full remake, uh, there's only a few studios, generally speaking, that are top tier when it comes to remake, right? Um, Blue Point, obviously, is the one that always gets shouted out uh, at the top, and then you've got some others, but it's, it's not easy to take a franchise especially one that'll be what near 20 years old since release um and, and remake it fully especially if you change mechanics i think you have to be really really careful there yes um, because you can very easily mess up what made kotor great or makes kotor great so i'm kind of with you i'm like yes i absolutely want to see kotor return um but it has to be done right i don't care how long it takes uh, how much it costs, you know, I care about that end experience. So, 
You mentioned um, that Aspire has additional resources now. So Embracer Group, if you're not familiar with them, they're a kind of a conglomerate that's buying up a bunch of studios in the video game space. They have, Do you know how many? I think they have something like 40 or 50 gaming studios. And, all the, and I'm glad you brought that up because in yeah. this chat, We've had the conversation where people are concerned that Microsoft might be considered, you know, hogging up all these developers. And if uh, in sp- that group has 40 of them, maybe even 50. Yeah, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a lot, though. Uh, it, it's a lot. And they own, you know, a few publishing companies as well. And yeah, the, the whole conversation with Microsoft being a monopoly is just a joke. They're not even anywhere in that ballpark. You know what I mean? Uh, the video game industry is a lot bigger than people think it is, especially globally. Um but going back to KOTOR, I just think um, I'm with you. If they're going to do it, they have to be very careful, handle it with white gloves, and you've got to have the talent to remake it. I don't know about you guys, but you know, it's 20 years old. I don't think a simple remaster up-res is going to cut it no. here for KOTOR. There's a lot no. of things in that game that could be touched up for modern mechanics, not changing the core of the game, but you know, just uh, you know, brought up to kind of modern standards. So I did... This is a tough project. It's one of those projects, I think, as a developer, if you asked anyone who's working on it, it's it's kind of a dream come true project, but it's also one that, you know, can go very wrong if they're not ex- exceedingly careful. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you talk about remakes, uh, obviously, we're going to get a chance this month, well, um, this month in May to get our hands on Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Um, I know I'm, I, I, I want to speak for you, but I don't want to speak for you. Did you get the helmet? Yeah, it's, of course it's shipped you did. on the way. Of course, <laughs> of course I did. You know did. me. Come on. <laughs> of course you did. So did I. Uh, I paid for it, obviously. That was the one, of the one of the things you had to do is you had to pay for it from Jump, and I couldn't wait to drop down my money for it. It doesn't come with the game, but it does come with, of course, the helmet, uh, you know, of, of uh, you know, of, of the character, my God, my um, shepherd. Yeah, yeah. They, it comes with shepherd's helmet. That comes with the, the tin for the actual game, the collector's tin, and a bunch of other patches and stuff. Some of the stuff we're not going to use, but the helmet. I mean, come on, everybody. I think I'm going to do a podcast <laughs> with that helmet on. Just, I mean, just for fun, right? Um, but when you say remakes, for me, you know what comes to mind immediately? Resident Evil 2. Yeah. That is how you want something as special as KOTOR to be done. Now, is that what's going to happen? I honestly don't know. I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in Aspire, but I am going to hope that if they are doing it, it's going to be done in a proper manner where we can look back at it and say, okay, now we can breathe because the game is awesome. Because you did, you did make, you made, you made a great point, uh, Ains, about if you, this was turn-based, this was turn-based combat. This is something that you can't just flip a switch and make it action RPG because, like you said, and I think I agree with you, it could go horribly wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, only time is going to tell. Hopefully, they do, they do the justice that the game deserves. We'll, we'll see. Um, Everborn Saga, let's get you in on, on the conversation. For you, where where does Knights of the Old Republic, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. But where does the game Knights of the Old Republic fall for you? And do you have concern about Aspire doing it? So for me, like, I I don't have concerns yet, but I actually fall in the camp that I want a complete remake for this thing. Like Resident Evil 2 was. Or... Better yet, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, right? strong. Because, that's a strong pick, yeah. Because they have found a way 
with their attack system to to give you uh, action for the melee attacks, but still have it be sort of the menu based for your sort of super moves or or and, and using your magic and 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 all those things. And so it still gives you a feel some sense of of a turn-based action and i'd love to see something like that in a, a a kotor remake but but furthermore the question is the reason i not the question but the reason i i reference final fantasy 7 remake that they they sort of changed the story a little bit and there's some things going on there in that story and do we want just the same story over again or do we want something in that world right or 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 a, a different take on the same story right mm -hmm. I, I i i i think that you should sort of leave old republic where it was but go back to that period in the star wars lore and tell a story in that setting uh mm -hmm. and then that gives you more freedom to to do what you what you want i think anyway so I, I don't have concerns yet. I'm always excited when, when see, I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, uh, don't make, don't remake this thing. I want them to remake it. I want them to bring the graphics and everything else and the whole package up to today's standards. So another generation can experience that. So uh, I, 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 I don't have reservations yet. I'm super excited for this. And I hope they do. I hope that they find a way to, meld uh action and turn based in in something similar to what they did with Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, that's that's actually a great that's a great point, dude. I you know, I totally forgot that to put that into the conversation cuz uh Final Fantasy 7 remake is a masterpiece. Uh again, hopefully dropping into Xbox Game Pass in June. We'll see. Only time is going to tell. Tempest Sun, let's grab your opinion about this. Um where where do you, where do you fall with Knights of the Old Republic and what, do you have any <clears throat> concern as to what we're going to potentially get? This is where I fall. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's from uh The Old Republic. That's the MMO. Uh but yeah, I played the heck out of the MMO, uh, but the actual game, um, it's in my top three of all time. Wow. So it's been there ever since I played it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I guess that's an understatement. Um, I don't know what really what to say about it. I know that they've done the ports. They've had their hands on the IP for a while now. Um, you know, they've been porting it to phones and stuff like that, which are you know, pretty solid ports. Uh, I think they are also the ones that fixed up uh, the second one um, and pretty much added like a real ending to it uh, after the fact. Um, they did, for all intents and purposes, like a, a remaster on the second one. And um, it's actually a great game. It works very well on PC. Um, so they have that going for them. But this is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. This is you know, it was just on the original Xbox and, and PC, and this game is uh, special. It is um, Bioware at, I feel, about their peak. Um, if this wasn't their peak, uh, Mass Effect 1 and 2 were their peak. Yes. Um, but this is prime Bioware. Like, we're never going to see it again. I'm pretty sure we're never going to see Bioware like this again. Um, there's They can't just do a remaster. This game needs to be more... Um, I, I don't, I don't feel it needs to be final fantasy seven remake because we're still waiting for them to even utter a word about their future plans, um, for that game. It can't be episodic like that. 
Uh, they went off the rails, dude. Final Fantasy VII. No spoilers, but they went so far off the rails that it's, you know, I, I don't know where they're they're going. Um, I, I love that game, but I, at the same time, as much as I loved it, I hated it. Uh, it's it's like a love hate relationship. Trust me. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I don't feel they need to change the story that much. What I feel they need to do is take the Capcom approach. I feel they need to do Resident Evil 2 remake because I think that was um, about as perfect of a remake, about as perfect of a game as you could possibly get. And that game had redone mechanics completely, plays nothing like the original, but all of its DNA is there and it's, uh, it's perfect, you know? I feel they can do the same thing. When I say they don't need to change anything, I strictly mean story. Um, I feel like they could definitely change the gameplay a bit. Um, it was a good point brought up about the combat of Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, it has a lot of that same feel, even though it is technically com completely different. Um, but I aspire doing this. I don't know, man. I <clears throat> If they are given the budget, I mean, we saw... Uh, multiple studios switch gears and do something like I'm expecting big things from fable and they make racing games, playground games, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they have the budget and the money, like I've said, they've had the IP for a while. Um, it could be good, but like I said, even, even down to like the game code, listen, like if, if you've played, uh, Knights of the old Republic, there is a game breaking bug in that game that I don't think was ever fixed. Uh, if you're in a certain part of the game and you have a stealth belt on and you go through a hallway that would put you in a cutscene while you're stealthed, um, in the cutscene you're invisible and your character never shows up oh, uh, to speak. And that <laughs> happened to me. I actually bought a whole new Xbox when I was younger because I didn't know it was just the bug. You know, I was an idiot back then. <laughs> I, I thought it was just my Xbox, right? Uh, come to find out, it was just the it was just the bug. You know, yeah. something silly like that. So they can't just take something so old and just completely bring it that would be like a waste of time in my opinion so uh i love it and uh, i hope they do it justice if it's anywhere near as good as re2 though um it'll stay in my top three i'll tell you that much so yeah well i mean i'm looking forward to it I, i'm a huge fan I've, I've beaten that game multiple a multitude of times yeah i'm very mm -hmm. excited to see what they do with it uh i hope that they do justice but only, again only time is going to tell also yeah real quick i I'm, I'm done after this but real quick if, if you if nobody has played it yet it goes above and beyond most games that you play today with the the themes uh what happens in it how far you can take things even for like a, a t rated t game the dark side stuff that can happen in that game is like mind-blowingly terrible and, and evil. Yeah, <laughs> the game's like very heavy. Uh, it's just really good. If you somehow haven't played it yet, uh, maybe wait. You know, see what happens here. But if they don't do a good job, you know, you, you can still play it on Xbox now. Thank goodness. But yeah, it's 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 tremendous, tremendous game. So. Yeah, no, abs absolutely, one hundred percent. Again, it's one of those games that I, I I'm looking very much forward to. Uh, and again, only only time is going to tell whether or not it is done properly. I, I I just don't see that's again that's a game that when you just say when you utter its words, it means something. So I'm hoping that they do take this serious. I mean, obviously, um, Republic Commando. Uh, if anyone has missed out on that game, that just launched on the PlayStation. 
uh, and uh, the Switch. Surprisingly, not the Xbox yet. And what's crazy is that was an Xbox exclusive, um, if I remember correctly, which um, I, 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 one of my favorite Star Wars games. That is a real an amazing game. Um, uh, Mr. Bearbit pl- uh, platinum it. He said it was done quite well. So again, we will see. Um, Middle aged gamer guy, l- let's get you in on, on the conversation for Knights of the Old Republic remake yes, or slash remaster. We have two accounts coming in from two separate uh, sources, uh, and they're both credited. Um, obviously, you know, Jason try like him, hate him, whatever. And you know, I'm not a big fan of him per se, but you, you can't deny the work he does report on things that you know for the most part do have substance and of course um you know acg's podcast mate is 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 rarely wrong so i mean obviously we have good information from good sources what are your takes what do you want to see come out of the knights of the old republic remake slash remaster well first things first let's get this out of the way for once I am actually happy with the work that that ambulance chasing injury lawyer did, uh, <laughs> Jason Schreier. Um, I'm not a big fan of him either. I, 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 anyways, that's a whole other story, but let's not get into that. Anyhow, this is not going to be um, a remaster. The game is too old, okay? It's 2003. By the time this game comes out, because there's no word when it's going to come out. It's not going to come out this year, obviously. Right. Maybe not next year. Maybe the year after. Who who knows, right? So we're talking 20 years, okay? So in order to work with that old interface, there's not a chance. They're going to be remaking this thing from the ground up. That's all I can see. I could see it more like a, like a Everborn was saying, like a Final Fantasy VII. And as everybody else pretty much on the panel has already said, like a Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, building this up from the ground up, okay? And now... The other reason why it's going to be a complete remake, and I think that it's also going to remove that turn-based combat, is, let's face it, guys, I mean, you know, I know that's a very niche sort of, you know, genre these days, okay? And a lot of it, let's be all also honest, a lot of it is reserved for uh, mobile games. Like, you play games like Star Wars, um, oh my goodness, the name has just escaped me. Um, it's the one on the, it's the one on the, on the cell phones or whatever else, the mobile game. Anyways, I play that. I've been playing that for like five years. And um, yeah, it's a turn-based game because you're just, you know, pressing with your fingers and all that kind of jazz. Um, let's keep up with the times here, right? So you know what they're going to go do? They're going to make it more like an action RPG with, with a little bit of hack and slash in there because of the weaponry, right? We're talking lightsabers, right? So I would lean more towards that, that Final Fantasy. Um, Aspire, as for them, sure, they got the experience. Maybe not the best experience, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt till we see the product. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, I, mean, I can't. I can't say anything until I actually see this product, maybe next year or the year after, whenever they decide to do that. Now, uh, in regards to something you mentioned, Boom, about purists, um, if you know if someone has a problem with it, go play the old one. Okay? B- go play the old one. It's there. It's available on backwards compatibility, if I'm not mistaken. I think yes, it is. I think it even enhances the they, graphics. Yes, yeah. they did. And did they not give it away uh, on Games with Gold or something like that? Or or did they? I, I can't remember. I thought it was it's for on free Game Pass. So. Oh, there you go. Okay, on Game Pass. I knew I saw it somewhere. So you've got that. Now here's the thing. Let's not focus on the actual game mechanics. I think what makes Kotor great and still great, and the fact that we all still talking about this game, especially us older gamers. It's got to be the story. You yeah. have to nail the story beat for beat. Uh, maybe just embellish a little bit here and there. Maybe kind of clean it up a little bit here and there. Now, let's also not forget that I have a feeling that they're also going to be talking to Disney while this is all going on for a completely separate reason, not game related. 
I also think that they're trying to bring this game into the limelight and bring it forward, not only just because of the game and maybe a possible series in the future, but we've also heard rumors, at least word around the campfire, is that Disney is thinking about doing an Old Republic trilogy. Yeah. Okay? So, therefore... They may, you never know. I mean, if that's actually going to happen, maybe Disney writers are going to kind of jump in there and say, hey, guys, can you lean towards this direction? Because this is the direction we're going to be taking this. It's kind of like anything outside, inside and outside of the MCU. It's all connected in one way or another. Like even the Daredevil shows and, uh, you know, the, the other, uh, the Netflix Marvel shows, they still had Disney writers going in there to collaborate to make sure that nothing interfered or, you know, crossed, you know, crossed lines with the MCU so that everything was a cohesive story. So I could see that possibly happening. Now, my last point I want to make about this, first of all, I'm excited. I'm excited for it, but I want a whole new experience. Okay. Cause like I said, I played the old one 20 years ago. Okay. I want a whole new experience, but here's the thing. This, when this game came out, you know, now we have 20 year old gamers who have been out there in the wild now buying games and playing games now since that game came out i've said it before i'll say it again they are the focus not us old farts sitting around talking about games sure we got the money sure we've got more expendable money than we than they do however microsoft sony nintendo you know uh, epic all these other places they're not looking at us anymore yeah, they're still getting our money, but they're looking at that younger generation. The younger generation is what's going to propel them forward for the next 20 years. Yeah. Because in 20 years from now, half of us are going to be in diapers. Okay? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we're not the focus. They're the focus because they're going to carry everything forward for the next 20 to 30 to 40 whatever years. So, why not gear it towards them and just hope that you know, a bunch of old curmudgeons like ourselves don't you know grumble in the corner about how it's not like the old one. So I'm on I'm I'm on the side of let's make it new, let's make it fresh, make the story incredible, engaging, interesting, and make it emotional, and just give me a great uh, gameplay loop, okay, and just just make the entire experience outstanding. And you know, look at Capcom, okay, that's all I got to say. Just look at the way Capcom's doing it. Just do what they do. Okay, because we know that imitation is the best form of flattery. Okay, so that's the way I'm looking at it. But anyhow, I'm looking forward to it. Whenever it decides to come out, I'm in no rush. I got lots to play before then. But until then, I'm super excited. No, that's and and, yeah. and just one positive note: whatever they yes. do with the story, it won't be worse than Rise of Skywalker. Exactly. That's a great point because I, I I don't think any any film in the history of films could be worse than Rise of Skywalker. I, I'm oh. just saying. But again, we we don't want to go down that dark, deep, uh, ugly don't get rabbit me started. hole. That, that, yeah, I know. Me either. Uh, uh, clowns. Let's get your opinion on this. You're you're an old school G like us. Uh, you like uh, Star Wars. Obviously, you're a big movie buff. Where where do you fall on um, Knights of the Old Republic being remade? So you guys are going to look at me and say, what? To be honest, I've never played this game. Oh, man. I, I, I know. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I, I think there's going to be a revolt in the 300 people here in the chat. <laughs> However, I'm going to say something very positive about this. I know that it's loved by many fans. I know that it hit a high point in many gamers' histories. So it must have been really excellent for its time. And I think that any kind of remake uh, with Kotar is going to be fantastic for the fans. And I will jump into it this time 
when it's all modernized and ready to rock and roll. I'm going to be really excited for this, you know, because I secretly am a Star Wars fan. I just root for I, I call them the good guys, the Imperials. I think they're just trying to bring law and order. You know, the rebels are the bad guys and, you know, Imperials are good guys. So I can't wait to play it. I'm just going to put All that right, out well, there. Well, at least you're going to be able to play it. But uh, I got news for you, clowns. Uh, Lunkin, <laughs> uh, Lukin, uh, I think it's Lunkin Lunker in the chat has hashtag cancel clowns <laughs> starting on Twitter. So I don't know, man. Wow. I mean, that was fast. Cancel that was Lunker. very quick. That was very quick. That, uh, uh, But yeah, listen, look, here's the thing. You didn't play it, but at least now. You're going to get a chance to play it and, and potentially in the best way possible if the remaster is done uh, properly, which I, of course, hope we all hope that it is for sure. But I, I want to move on to the next topic because, you know, the back end of the show is going to be a big one. This one is going to is going to raise a lot of eyebrows. It's going to definitely raise a lot of opinions. Uh, so we'll save the PlayStation 5, whether or not, uh, in my opinion, you should buy one in 2021 and why I think the Xbox is the better choice. Uh, in this year, for sure, we'll save that for the uh, second half of the show. Want to get to the one, an, another one of the smaller topics? Let me see where is it over here. Let me find it over here. Usually, I'm I'm on point, and here we go. I'm not on point. Um, okay, here we go. Topic number three. Now, this 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 is another one that has been making the rounds. Um, we heard uh, Jez Corden of Windows Central talk about it on the Xbox Two podcast. Uh, he doesn't necessarily know if there's something there, uh, but there could be. And, of course, I'm talking about Metal Gear Solid. Now, this is something that I heard about about two and a half years ago, that Bluepoint was, in fact, remaking the original Metal Gear Solid. Now, what's interesting and why I wanted to bring this to light is because we can talk about rumors. We can hang out in Speculation Town. It's 75 and gorgeous every day in Speculation Town, which I like <laughs> to go and visit because, quite frankly, it tans my skin very nicely. But I want to talk about some more information that I have was able to find regarding Twitter and an account that is run by Konami. Now, strange things continue to transpire related to Metal Gear Solid and its franchise. Within the recent weeks, a new Twitter account that is seeming, seemingly associated with the property and perhaps ownership of Konami has been making a number of vague tweets that hint an upcoming event announcement is potentially happening this week and although the twitter account in question could just be having fun a recent message points to something big happening and again that's supposed to be happening this week the account in question simply goes by the name of tom olson and it is meant to be a represent of the tweets from a person that works at big shell now big shell is a corporation within within you know the the kojima universe you know specifically in metal gear solid 2 and obviously that was uh, the sub uh, subtitle was Sons of Liberty. Now, over the past month or so, Olsen has been tweeting a number of messages that simply talk about what it's like to work at Big Shell, along with some tweets that are a bit more confusing, a la Metal Gear Solid in a whole. In Olsen's latest message, he says that the in-universe president from Metal Gear Solid 2 will be advising, will be visiting Big Shell within the coming week. Next week's going 
going to be a big adventure for sure. That's what the tweet says. Now, again, this is funny that we're talking about this, but there's something to it. You know, I, I look, Ains, I, I got to go to you. For me personally, <laughs> okay, you, uh, you know, everyone on this panel, every one of the near 350 people that we have here in the chat, right? Everyone has a top five, right? My, in my top five, I won't break down every one of them, Metal Gear Solid. It sits there for a lot of personal and, um, you know, for me, a lot of personal reasons. One of which, uh, it's it's a game that both my brother and I sat together playing for hours. My brother, Neo Mental. Um, again, this is, you've, if you've been following me for a while, you've heard this story. There used to be a comic book store in, in, um, in Yonkers, in Cross County, called The Dragon's Den. And it was run by a dude named Gary. Now, Gary was... Man, he was your atypical businessman. Like he, he if he can, if he, if he can make a dollar out of found garbage on the on the corner, he'd make two dollars out of it. And he went to a particular E3 where they first showed off uh, Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation, and he sold these VHS tapes because yes, we're old. At least I'm old anyway. And I think we paid thirty or thirty-five dollars, and I think it must have been about an hour. He recorded it with his camcorder, but that one particular at i don't know if anyone remembers this ains i don't know if you remember this there was a the, the demo they showed off was with merrill and snake back to back firing the guns and you've seen the, the rounds hitting the floor and it was i mean it's, it's the first time we ever seen 3d like that mm. and it just we we watched it so much we wore out the tape <laughs> okay so for me Metal Gear Solid is a big franchise that I want to see come back. We saw it come back on the GameCube of all places, that remake, which was awesome. But yeah. we have never seen anything since on the original Metal Gear. When you start hearing these you know, rumors from prominent people within the industry, that, that Blue Point's doing it, now that they're not doing it, maybe Microsoft bought the IP, maybe they're going to give the IP to Kojima. Who, who knows? But there's a lot of talk with this franchise. Do you want to see it make a return in a remake? Yeah, so <laughs> first things first, um, I'll apologize, Boom, to you and anyone else ahead of time and uh, get those hashtag cancel Ains things right. Oh, because, no, don't say it. Please don't say it. No, I, I've played, uh, you know, I've played all the Metal Gear Solids, obviously. Okay. And you're you're exactly right that Metal Gear Solid, the original, was a industry changing game, right? Um, it just was. It was kind of revolutionary. I know a lot, a lot of people hold it up very high in their greatest games of all time. All that said, I'm not a Metal Gear Solid fan. Um, I don't and that's know. okay, because a lot of people aren't. The story is hard to digest. <laughs> that's one way to say it, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know what it is. Um, I've never been a huge fan. I mean, I it's not that I didn't enjoy the games. Um, i just never been the biggest fan. But more on topic, I just wanted to, to say that because uh, my friends know this and they give me crap about it all the time. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, to your point, I think there are. There's a lot of really interesting rumblings out there right now, kind of being murmured about, right? And in this industry, I'm a big proponent of uh, if you know where to look and you, you're speaking to the right people, uh, where there's smoke, there's usually some sort of fire. Yes. Um, and it just feels to me like there's too much going on with too many of the people I would normally kind of look to for there to uh for all of this to be for naught so 
I do think we're going to see something in the Metal Gear Solid vein. I don't know what that is definitively. There have been, as you mentioned, all kind of some of the more interesting ones, right? Um, and it would be certainly just mind-blowing to think if the IP could have been uh, kind of grabbed, whether it be uh, Xbox or anyone else, and have Kojima you know, move back on it. That would just be ridiculous, right, after everything that went on in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like to see it for the fans. It's one of those where even if I personally, uh, I probably still buy it. I'd probably still play it, of course. But even if I'm not the biggest fan, there's so many fans of Metal Gear Solid out there and of Snake out there that I really do uh, hope that uh, it is going to come back. Konami, you know, gives those publishing or development rights out and uh, someone does it justice because it would be really cool to see it back. And then the last point I'll just say is, you know, we... <laughs> Ubisoft keeps doing us wrong with Splinter Cell, right? We still haven't mm -hmm. gotten a damn Splinter Cell. Um, so no Metal Gear Solid, no Splinter Cell. I mean, those were kind of pivotal franchises for years, years and years and years in this industry. Um, and so I know there's a hunger out there for it. You know what I mean? So if uh, if they do it justice, I, I have no doubt whatsoever that it would be a, another major blockbuster. So I hope it. I hope it's happening. Again, we it, it's. One of those topics that refuses to go away, and every time you think that it's kind of uh, been put to rest or put to bed, so to speak, uh, someone brings it up in a, in a podcast. And now whether that be like Miles Dompierre, whether that be ACG, whether that be someone else uh, in, on, you know, in the comicbook.com scene or even, you know, one of my other favorite uh, places to get news like Game Rant. It's being talked about. So obviously, there's got to be something there. Is it a Microsoft exclusive? Is it a Bluepoint exclusive for PlayStation 5? I mean, listen, I I'm buying it regardless of where it is. Preferably, I would like it on Xbox because that's where I like to play the most. But I would definitely buy it for, a play for the PlayStation 5 if it was an exclusive and at this point we don't know if it's going to be but let's uh let, let's you know what let's bring tempest sun tempest you you are someone that appreciates giant robots obviously because you're going to be putting yourself together with uh with a you know an, an anime based channel building models do you uh, where do you fall for metal gear solid is it is it a, does it fall on the you know on the top of list for you personally or do you want to just see this you know the, the the you know the supposed a remake just not happen no no i want the remake to happen for sure um i the the whole pipe dream that might not be a pipe dream i would actually want kojima to get his old his own ip back me too um, i want that to happen and <clears throat> if xbox is willing to nab the ip <laughs> And then be like Kojima, go crazy. I've always said this. I think I think Konami um, probably uh, I don't want to say wrangled him in, but they maybe kept him focused because the first game we really saw without Konami was Death Stranding. Not my cup of tea, you know. Uh, throat babies and I don't know, like Phantom Mother Milk and crap like that, just isn't you know my thing, right? <laughs> But um, I love Metal Gear Solid. I really do. As a matter of fact, uh, I was young enough that when I had my PlayStation, I tried playing that game multiple times, and I didn't have a memory card because I like just got my PlayStation. 
So I would keep the thing running as long as I could and power would go out. <laughs> somebody would come in my room. Like oh my, my God. Those are, those are, I'm laughing because I remember doing stuff like that. That's why I'm exactly. laughing. That's why Ains is laughing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it happened, man. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I got near the metal Rex fight, but when I did and I finally beat it, it was crazy, dude. Like there was nothing else like that game, nothing. And even, you know, obviously I was young enough that that, that goofy stuff happened. I was sitting there listening to the story and, you know, I couldn't really comprehend half of what they were saying. You know, it was like, so out of my wheelhouse was like, whatever, but you know, there's like cool sounding people chatting for 45 minutes on this Kodak thing. So I'm like, I'm going to sit here and listen and love it, you know? And, um, listen, the, the game play was fantastic. It was fun. It was goofy. I quote it all the time to my wife. She's she's never played it, and she only like knows the quotes and stuff. Like, you know, is somebody there? Oh, it's just a box. You know, it's like it's funny. You can't help it. It's just hilarious. And uh, you know, it's I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, but just like it's pure genius. It really is. And um, the fifth one, you know, where he left off was like gameplay wise was phenomenal. Uh, there was a lot of cool things in that game. Um, you know, uh, having the different companions to go with you, like quiet was awesome. Her humming and stuff when she's about to snipe somebody or see something like yeah. that's just inventive. That's so cool. But, um, I, I do like it. I want these rumors to be true. Um, I would prefer the Xbox route because I would get it in game pass. Like I say this all the time. I say it in our DMS every time's like, I feel like a jerk saying this, but like, you know what? It's, you know, my money and I subscribe to Game Pass or like, that'd be a perfect fit. Like, or this company would be a perfect fit if Sony bought them. I'm like, would it? Because if, you know, Xbox buys it, I, I get the games in Game Pass, you know? It's just like, the more they own, the better for me. So obviously I wanted to go that route because I would, yeah, I'd be supporting them by being a Game Pass member and I'd get it, you know? But um, either way, uh, I want it to be real. Metal Gear Solid was my favorite out of all of them. I know a lot of people really like Snake Eater. Um, but the first one, uh, it's the oldest, but it, it is my favorite. And, uh, it's probably just cause the nostalgia of it introducing so much stuff like that, the espionage stuff and the, the deep conversations. I mean, quite literally you would get Kodak after Kodak message and you'd be sitting there listening to two people have a conversation for like 45 minutes, you know, and there is, it's a little bizarre, but there's really nothing else like it. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's awesome stuff. But once again, if you for somehow haven't really played it yet, um, you know what? A good option is the uh, the GameCube version. But, you know, who has a yeah. GameCube sitting around? <laughs> so I really do hope this remake happens. It, it would be amazing. I, I would absolutely adore it. Once again, once again, don't really change the story much. You know, maybe add a few extra things just so you get more time with it. Because trust me, as somebody who had to restart the game numerous times, it only takes you like two hours to get to the end of the game if you really know what you're doing, you know. Uh, maybe not even that. So it's it's one of those things where it would be cool if they added more, give you like a new experience, but you really don't have to mess with the story. Uh, so just, you know, give it the Metal Gear Solid Five gameplay and um, call it a day. I mean, you even went back... Spoiler alert, you went back to that area on four and it was cool re-seeing those areas in a, in yes. a, redone, a redone environment. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was. Of course, it was different going through at that time because you almost go through the place in reverse. Um, but yeah, seeing that modern graphics and everything like that, dude, it's just cool. It, it's a it's a real cool game. And uh, yeah, like I said, the fact that it might not 
be a pipe dream and that Kojima <laughs> might get his IP back due to Xbox of all things. That sounds crazy. Sounds like it would never happen in a million years, but it could happen. You know what? You know what, what? You know what couldn't have happened in a million years? Microsoft bought Bethesda for $7.5 billion, and that yep. happened. So. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, you know, uh, I... Hey, man, I tell you what, uh, you, you brought up ACG, uh, Mr. Maddie Plays. Uh, Great dudes. Those, really good dudes. Yeah. I've, I've been a you know patron of uh, uh, ACG for like years now, and um, I have been following that guy, and uh, he's, a straight, he's about as a straight shooter as they come. And um, the way he speaks, the way he talks when he's on podcasts and stuff, he keeps saying that, pretty much the industry won't be the same by November. And he, he means it. So what that means, I don't know, but almost every time he says it, he's, well, I think he's referring to what Xbox Xbox is doing. Yeah. You know what? And I agree with him. Again, he's a connected man. He know, he, he has a lot of connections with the industry and I think you're right. He, he's a straight shooter. He Mm -hmm. does not beat around the bush. He's not looking for clicks. He doesn't care whether you're subscribed to him or not. And Mm -hmm. that's why you have to give the guy the nod because yeah, what he's been saying is you're right. He actually Mm -hmm. has been saying that the industry will not look the same come November. What exactly that means, and I think what he what he has alluded to is it's regarding Xbox, not so much yeah. Sony or Nintendo. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that could be from studio acquisitions, but I, I feel like uh, I feel like this alone, what I'm about to say, would be industry breaking enough. But if if like Game Pass got on the Nintendo Switch. That would bust uh, like Japan wide open. Yes. Um, they'd mm-hmm. have instant coverage. They'd have, I don't know how many millions of consoles instantly that they could have their product on besides a phone. Um, that would be huge. I mean, there's so many different things that, you know, uh, but I'm interested when he talks about, I, I get goosebumps because I, I love this industry. I love, I love Xbox and um, it's, uh, I'm just excited to see it. I'm really excited. So that's where I stand. Yeah, no, and great points as always. You know what? Before I bring in uh, Everborn Saga in on the conversation, I have to catch up with somebody's super chats. First of all, the first one of the night comes to us from a very good friend of the show, Kay Asante, drops a very generous final super chat and says, my man, boom, looking slender AF in black and white. Yeah, that's right. I I saw um, Everborn's post. I don't remember who posted, said post a black and white photo of you. So I was like, you know what? I don't really do selfies, but you know what? Let, let, let this old man, you know, the old dog try something new. So I did a black and white photo of myself preparing for the show. Thank you. Yes, I left my, not I, we left over 30 pounds each uh, in, in 2020. Uh, last year, Mrs. Boomstick and I, we go for hikes. We're up at 5 a.m on uh, mon- uh sunday saturdays and sundays so we left uh, we ate, you know we started eating better you started cooking more no eating out and yeah we lost 30 pounds a piece uh boom, mrs boom even more um so of Congrats, course I'm that's about, awesome yeah. man oh that's yeah awesome. dude it, especially with a bad back thank you yeah. it, you know it, it certainly helps and uh th- thank you for that brother jim fetz in the chat drops a very generous five dollars super chance says okay boom hear me out ms gets joseph fairs and hazelite to make a co-op only BK with uh, with it takes two successor. It offers a chance for real innovation. I mean, listen, if they could, I mean, right now they're working real close with EA, so I would not be surprised if they have something in the works. I mean, we have heard that uh, that in the next coming months you're going to see FIFA, uh, you know, twenty two. 
uh, Madden 22 in August and in uh, November or October, you're, you're potentially going to get Battlefield uh, 6 in there. So, I mean, and I'm talking about Game Pass. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're working together on something. Uh, Nightwolf3186, generous friend of the show. He drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, great panel tonight, guys. Loving the energy. KOTOR 3 is something I've wanted for years and years. But if we get something like RE2 Remake, I'm sold. Yeah, dude, me too. Absolutely. Uh, PixelBitG, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, I'd love to see a game based on the rule of two. That would be kind of dope. I'm going to be honest with you. I admit, man, that would be kind of dope. Uh, Perkulator9000 drops a very generous final super chat and says, Hello, Boom, and rest of the panel enjoying the show. Keep up the good work, Boom. Hello, Mag, by the way. Um, Nightwolf3186 drops an additional very generous uh, $5 Super Chat and says, with KOTOR Remake being a thing, we all want them to keep the key aspects the same. What do you th all think about them adding to it? Side quests and gear. I say I bring it on as long as you don't change HK47 and still make him a prick of a robot because that would be really upsetting if they took that away. Um, Gamers Play HUD Zero drops a $5 Super Chat and says, yo. I remember Gary from Dragon's Den. Oh, my God. No way. In, in Yonkers, New York, Cross County Shopping Center, back in the day, Magic the Gathering tournaments in Con... Oh, yo. Gamers play, bro. This is this is a fellow New Yorker. He knew Gary. I mean, what are, what are the chances that someone that listens to the show actually knows Gary from Dragon's Den? Oh, that is so freaking cool, dude. Thanks for the, the flashback. But... You know what? Let's uh let's bring um Everborn Saga. Everborn Metal Gear Solid is a game that is it's synonymous with Konami. It's synonymous with Kojima. But my God, to to think that in 2021 or 2022 potentially that we're going to get a, a remake of this has me amped. What about you? What are your thoughts on a remake or remaster? of one of the, the most groundbreaking titles for the original PlayStation making a comeback. Uh, again, as with Knights of the Old Republic, I don't want a simple remaster. I want a full remake if you are going to do it. Okay. Um, and also, like, I know, like, we talk about a lot about, you know, because there's this side thing with uh, a potential Kojima deal and... I don't know that Kojima wants to go back to Metal Gear, right? He seems like such like a creative force that it it strikes me that he would want to do something different uh, and out there. And I know that like um, you know he had that falling out with Konami, so I, I don't know if he's gonna want to deal with them again because it's not like Microsoft would be outright buying the IP, so. Um, so there, there's that. I, I, I want to see Kojima do new, interesting things. So I, I don't know that I need another Metal Gear from him, but I'm super excited about a, um, a, a potential remake, not remaster. I'm all for it. But again, I think Ains, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know how much of a Metal Gear fan I am or a Snake fan I am. But when you start talking about Sam Fisher, that's 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 my guy over there. So I, 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 I if we could get one of those, uh, then then that's when we write, right? So and um, I I I don't know. 
I don't know that we'd see it this year if it was a thing, though, right? Because I don't know that they could be keeping it under wraps for the, not saying that there's not smoke with there's fire, but I think that maybe it's it's in early stages now. And if we see it, it's like a 2022, 2023 kind of thing, more so than it is, um, uh, you know, late 2021 or 2022. I feel like I feel like the cat would have been definitively out of the bag by now if it was like further along. Yeah, no, I agree. We we don't we don't know have any idea of where it is. Uh, you know, just just kind of bring San Francisco into conversation. Where I think, it, listen, folks, this this is I have no connections. This is just my personal theory. I think one of those third party open world games that's coming out that's going to be done by uh, Microsoft Publishing is an exclusive Splinter Cell. I, I, that, that's just my take on it. You say, how could that be? How could that actually happen? It's too big. Is it really too big? Because it seems as if it's so big that they were they were unable to produce one in in an entire generation. So I, I don't know what they're doing at Ubisoft, but all I can tell you is that if 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 it mattered to them as much as it matters to me, then we would have got a new Splinter Cell, and we did hey, for hey, an hey, entire boom. generation. Boom. One thing, uh, Nick's in the chat said, like, what if? They got Kojima and they got him to work on Splinter Cell. You know, I mean, <laughs> wow. I never even put those two together, but could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, that's that would fantastic. be hilarious. That would, you, you, so you know what? Here's the thing. I know everyone is saying Kojima's a, he, he's a, he's a, he's an artist. Kojima would never go back to, um, uh, you know, a, a franchise that he was booted from. But do we know if he's petty? That's what I want to know, because if he is petty and I know that I would be, too, you know what I would do if I was given the IP from Microsoft, from Konami, who no longer owns it, it would be my big F you to that. You got rid of me and now I'm going to make the greatest Metal Gear Solid that has nothing to do with you. Thanks, Microsoft, for the bag of money. I mean, that's, that's but, what but I would I, do. I, I think the problem there is that unless, again, Microsoft is outright buying the IP. I don't even know if he wants to touch it, even if he liked to. But see, I consider Kojima like a Christopher Nolan, right? Like, do you do we think Christopher Nolan wants to do another Batman movie? Right? He's kind of like, I, I I've been there, I've done that, I want to do new exciting things, right? That and maybe it's a bad analogy, but I I I think I think it does, I think that I that that's how I consider him. I, I think he's just gonna want to do different different things and unless microsoft outright owns it i don't think there's any because konami would still get the credit right because they it's still it would still be their ip it would be right there in the front when you started the game so um they'd have to find a way to get to completely purchase that ip and i don't know that konami will sell that because they're making they their whole goal is to license things right they got the the metal gear movie coming with uh who's doing who's doing uh, oscar isaacs is playing snake right in the, in yes. the metal gear movie yeah. that's coming so so if that's happening that does tell me that something is going down but i i would expect that they'd want a game out close to the time when that movie comes yeah i mean it it, it makes sense it, it it make again we don't know it's speculation town i don't know if this is again if it's going to be an xbox exclusive an, a playstation exclusive a multi-plat 
is it Metal Gear One? Is it an actual new Metal Gear? We we nothing. We have nothing. But again, it's still fun to hang out in Speculation Town. But let's get let's get um uh Tempest Sun in on the conversation. Tempest, for you, where where do you sit with the new Metal Gear? I mean, obviously you're you're an OG like all of us. Do you want to see them bring back the original and have it done in what we know to be a remake, like a Resident Evil Two, like a Final Fantasy VII remake? You went to me. I think you need to go to clowns. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did I get you already on this? Yeah, talking about Metal oh, Gear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So clowns. That's what. Yeah, clowns. Let's get your opinion. And I'll get Mag on the back end. Please tell me you played Metal Gear. I did play oh, Metal oh, Gear. Okay, I, I was ready to start. <laughs> I was going to start the the the, the cancel clowns uh, <laughs> tweeting immediately. But th- thanks no. for you. <laughs> where 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 do you fall for a remake of of this level? Uh, whether it's Kojima or not, I actually I, I just want the remake. I don't really care who does it. You know, I got to say this. I would like to see a Metal Gear remake kind of like a reboot a little bit and make it more modern i would just like to i don't know man like i kind of want the story changed up i want it to be a little bit maybe and you guys are gonna some people are not gonna like this but i like ubisoft and I like like more open world games i would like a metal gear game like that i would think it's fun i would have a lot of fun with that the last time i played metal gear i think was on ps ps1 or ps2 um so i haven't experienced anything from the 360 era but man it's just some big open world cause massive damage sneaking to enemy places you know uh all that kind of stuff that's what i'm for man i'm all for the espionage and uh overthrow be sneak you know kind of like uh oh man what's the dishonored how you're sneaking dishonored but i'd like that with the new metal gear game in a ubisoft world well, I mean, we saw an open world Metal Gear with Metal Gear F- Solid Five. Uh, that was his last hurrah. A lot of people didn't dig it uh, because it was too open world. It was a lot to do, um, and um, it was, uh, you know, again for me, I enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if anyone would want I, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do Metal Gear Solid. I think it has to uh, remain. Um, you know, to what made it great. That that that's what that's what you have to do, at least in my opinion. But again, I could be wrong. Mag, let, let's get your opinion on this and get to the the big yes, topic sir. of the night. Uh, we we are at the one hour mark, and that obviously Metal Gear Solid for a lot of people means a lot of different things. For me, uh, I mean, obviously, I know people in the chat are saying, "Well, boom, don't you remember the uh, the NES version?" Sure, and I enjoyed it. I played it. I beat it. But for me. Metal Gear Solid is just one of those games that just stands out in my gaming history as being in my top five. And that's yep. that's truly saying something. Where do you sit on a on a, a Metal Gear Solid remake? And do you actually care who actually makes it, whether it be uh, Kojima or Blue Point or whoever? I don't care who makes it. Just give me my tactical military espionage, please. I will take it day one. I don't care if it's PS5. Fine. I got a PS5. I'll buy it. Whatever. I would just prefer, you know, like the Xbox side of things. I would prefer to get it on Game Pass. But speaking of which, by the way, before I even get into this whole uh, uh, Metal Gear situation, something that Tempest had said uh, about, uh, you know, you hope that it's on Game Pass because he's already subscribed. 
I have uh, yet to hear anybody complain that says, oh, man, I really hope that uh, that new movie doesn't come on Netflix because I want to support the Hollywood creators. The most ridiculous and, conversation like, in, on, in social man. media right now. Yes. Exactly. Right. Right. It's like, you know, I bought a chair on sale. Did I walk by the chair that it was on sale and go, you know, hashtag support the chair makers. I got to pay you full wanna, price for it. Anyway, support the developers who made a financially beneficial deal for themselves they didn't get forced in the game pass exactly it's not right? like microsoft kept them in cages and they're like all right get out come on make a game and then put them back in the cage when they're done they're getting paid the you guys know? that want to go in the game pass because it brings eyeballs to their ip and more players who are doing more microtransactions exactly yeah, they, but, you know what paid them you know, up front too by the to, way but yeah, yeah. To, you know and, and to that point this is this is a proven fact i know people want to argue all day long about you know our devs working for free here's the thing microsoft pays them a significant amount of money up front we don't know how much it is that's their that's their business deal they make money on the back end, on who's playing, how long they're playing, and how many people download it, but also it, it gets eyes on a game that in in an industry as big as this is, which everyone on this panel, over nearly four hundred people here, have backlogs as tall as a six foot human being. Right. So if you can get your game into Xbox Game Pass, which I know that there is an actual waiting list to get in there. You have hit pay dirt because you have a chance of becoming successful because from Phil Spencer's mouth, more people in Game Pass buy more content, meaning right. games. It, it, Game exactly. Pass for developers is not compulsory, right? Right. They, they're signing up to be there for what, it, what they feel like is a benefit to their uh, to their project, right? So the uh, like support the developer by playing the game, right? Share the game, let people know you like it, get more eyeballs on it. Exactly. Now let's steer it back to Metal Gear. I want Metal Gear day one. Now Metal Gear changed my life, and I'll tell you why. As part of my history, my gaming history, what it did is up to that point, you know, the games, the boom, Ains, you know, the games that we used to play when we were growing up. It was. Atari, well, Pong for me, then it was Atari, then it was Nintendo and all that kind of stuff. But what was it? It was essentially 2D side-scrolling kind of stuff. Then there was the arcade stuff, right? Yeah. And then you had some of the fighting games and this and that, Street Fighter 2 and all that kind of stuff. But everything, and then, and then you had the other ones, the beat-em-ups, right? Though the beat-em-ups were big, the Konami beat-em-ups. And that was video games, air quotes, okay? Those were video <laughs> games. But then Metal Gear came out and everybody just went, oh. <gasps> You can make a story that makes sense mm -hmm. and something that you actually would go to bed and say, how am I going to attack this next level tomorrow? You know, I would write stuff down because I remember. And, and then here's the big one. Now, Metal Gear, that changed everything for me. It actually gave me choice. And that was the key. You don't have a choice when you're playing Pac-Man. You have one <laughs> choice. Eat the damn balls and don't get killed by the ghost. That's it. It's not like you can hide in a corner and say, okay, I'm going to wait till that ghost comes by. Knock, uh, knock out Blinky. I'm going to put him in the locker. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to pull out my tranquilizer gun and I'm going to shoot whatever the Slinky, whatever the other ghost. Right? This is not how it... So what, what Metal Gear did is it gave you a story and it gave you a choice. And that's what changed everything for me. But the big one for me 
was Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. That was the game that changed for me. How many watermelons did you shoot? <laughs> because I know that I am wanted in some countries for watermelon assassination on a level oh my that, that is absurd. That that game I must have played about a dozen times, and uh, I yeah, exactly boo. I kept. How many times? Out. Hey, hold on, hold on. How many times did you purposely slip on pigeon crap? <laughs> oh, uh, quite a bit. How many times did you see someone poop their pants and then just sleep simply laugh at it because you hit them with a tranquilizer? It's just yeah, come cool. on. It's class. The game, the game was remarkable, <laughs> and uh, you know when I went back and I, I realized that like at that time, okay, at that time, this was true. Uh, this was true innovation, and it, this is the way it was going forward. And I remember I used to replay the game over and over, and saying, "I'm going to see if I could beat the whole game without ever getting caught, or whatever." Right? Like I would just try all these different things. So, anyways, long story short, or longer, to get to the Metal Gear Solid uh, remake, of course it's going to be a remake. Same deal, okay? You're not going to, you can't do it. You know, we've already talked about this before with the first topic. You can't. The game is so old, you can't jazz it up you can't give it a fresh coat of paint uh the mechanics are obviously the tank controls if i'm not mistaken because at that time when it came out th th there wasn't even an analog stick yet it was just simply the the directional buttons right so they're gonna have to remake all that from the ground up that's the way it's gonna go that's the way it's gonna be i don't care who makes it whether it's kojima that's great if he makes it that's great because i think that'll be a big news story for 2021 and beyond uh the, you know kind of like a a coming home story but it was microsoft that brought him home you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it'll make Microsoft look like the good guy big time. And they'll be like, holy cow, look what they do. They, these guys can move mountains, which, of course, they can. I mean, just look what just happened three weeks ago with MLB The Show. MLB The Show is what changed everything. Like, I already said it before. I said it a million times, guys. It was the Thanos snap of the gaming world. Okay? It changed everything. That, when, when, when that happened, you realize that anything is possible. So Kojima... Uh, using a, a, a Konami IP that Microsoft purchased sounds bananas. If you told me that a year ago, I would fall off my chair laughing. I'm not laughing anymore because it's possible. No, so, because you're, you're crying with delight. Yeah, because you know it's possible. <laughs> you know right. it's possible. A year ago, that, that's like saying, like, what? What are you saying? Get out of here. Right? You would just shoo that person out of the room with a broom. Okay, yeah. but this is now, now, like, like I said, with the moves they've been making, it is possible. So I'm excited. Uh, however, it's going to go. I know that all the sources who've talked about it, they're all legitimate sources. These are all big time people. They all know what's going on. Just like Ain said, where there's smoke, there's fire. There is definitely smoke and there's fire here. Okay, so it's just a matter of time. And, you know, just like we were saying before, uh, I'll wait. I'll wait with the remakes. It's fine. I have no issue waiting. It'll be like a year or two, whatever, whatever it takes. Take your time, make it great, and make it for a new generation. Now, something else, the last thing I wanted to say is that Everborn said about the uh, about the movie. This ties in exactly with what I was saying with KOTOR. Why not release this remake for a new generation of players? Because let's face it, I would say at least half, if not three quarters of the generation of gamers now were not even alive yeah, good when point. Metal Gear came out. They weren't even born yet. They weren't even a twinkle in their dad's eye. Okay, so you know what I'm saying? So like they, they weren't even around yet. So like make it for a new generation, you know, maybe not directly tie it in, but use the hype to bump off each other of the Metal Gear Solid movie with Oscar Isaac, and then you've got the remake game coming out, and you you know you get the machine moving, and yeah. then you get it forward, and maybe, hopefully, we can get a whole new series out of it for a whole new generation of people. And, of course, us old, uh, old gamers will actually just ride the wave and have a great time with it. That's the way I see it.
No, and and that's a great point. That's a great way to close out this opening topic. Uh, well, opening, I should say, we're, we're, the, the first two opening topics. We're going to get into uh, the big one right now. Uh, but before I do, let me catch up some of the super chats. Uh, Sean Carpenter, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Just switch to first shift." Yeah, I guess that's midnight's for you. Uh, enjoying my night off, listening to Boom and playing Wolfenstein, the old blood, and killing Nazis. Life is good. Indeed it is, sir. Um, Ishant in the chat drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, what gamers, what games are you all looking forward to in the most, uh, most in May? I'm looking forward to Resident Evil, a Biomutant Mass Effect. What's up, panel? Great show. I think all three of those are on the top. You know what the one that, I mean, listen, for me, I'm a Resident Evil freak. I have, I be, I, and I, you know what's crazy? <laughs> Since, the, you know, modern Resident Evil, I always buy it twice. I get it for the Xbox. I get it for the PlayStation. I'm doing that. I did it for seven. I did it for two. I did it for three remake. And I'm doing it for eight because <laughs> I, well, I mean, listen, it's a funny thing. I'm a collector like Lings, right? We love collector's editions. And for the strangest reason, I could only find the uh, PlayStation 4 version of Resident Evil 8. I could not get the Xbox yeah. or, uh, or the PlayStation 5 version. So it's fine. Thanks to, of course, the you know PlayStation upgrading it for free. I, I'm going to get the PlayStation version, so I don't care. I just want the Chris Redfield statue, which I've got. And of course, yeah, I don't think know. they made a lot of the Xbox ones because I've got a couple buddies in the same boat. Uh, boom! I got okay. it like that first minute that it went live, so I got lucky. But I've got a couple of the friends that tr- wanted to get the CE for. Xbox I tried everywhere, dude. I had stuff. I yeah. I don't have any bots and doing any work for me. I was just going around like everyone else. I had three different windows open, <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I got the collects edition, and then I found out, of course, that the uh, upgrade is free, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let me see if there any, is that the last super chat? Yeah, it is. Okay. So let, let, let's get into the big story of the night. Now, folks, listen, by the thumbnail, I have gotten before the show went live, I had like six or seven thumbs downs because obviously, you know, you hit people in the fields with pictures and, and they don't know how to react I, because people are children. Listen, this isn't, we, we don't do, we don't do console war stuff here, but the way I wrote this topic it's going to be a thought perplexing conversation. I think everybody on this panel is no, knows exactly where I'm going because they have the show notes. Now, next, the next generation was launched in November of 2020. And considering the world was and remains in a global pandemic, it's, it was deemed a success on, on a multitude of levels. Now, the PlayStation 5 launched with Demon Souls. Astrobots Playroom, which I which I en- absolutely enjoy t- so much that I platinumed it. Sackboy, which of course I'm loving because I love platformers. Spider Man Miles Morales, I'm one trophy away from the platinum. That was definitely a solid launch for sure. But since then, there's been a ton of bad press, bad I you know bad you know uh, moves by Sony. Some of which they had to walk back, like the PlayStation Three and Vita. Uh, stores closing, they walked that back. Uh, they talked about and uh, about how they were no longer going to be supporting the weird smaller games. That is what made PlayStation, um, you know, great all those years. And they kind of walked that. And of course, when we talk about games, because really that's the crux of video games, we play games, right? That's what we do. There hasn't been a lot of you know quality first party stuff 
for Sony's PlayStation 5. You had Bug Snacks, Game of the Year for some, I know. Destruction All-Stars, Returnal, which is releasing and is getting some pretty good buzz, but with no, you know, with a $75 price tag, with no advertising and, you know, a, a bullet hell uh, type of game that has a very steep uh, learning curve and difficulty curve, I, I think it's going to... Uh, it's going to fall flat, and I think considering that you only have six million plus PlayStation Fives in the wild that gamers actually have, you, you, you're probably not going to sell. You'd be lucky to sell a million copies of the game. At least that's what I think. But for tonight's discussion, the big question that I want to ponder with the community at large, which we have nearly four hundred people here, and of course the esteemed panel, is. Do you really need to buy a PlayStation 5 in 2021, considering that God of War, which is not coming out, Horizon Forbidden West may release at, at the end of the year, Uncharted Next and The Last of Us Remastered, plus a potential of other original IPs, are years away in 2022 and beyond. B but should you buy an Xbox Series X and S which has and holds a better value when talking about console exclusives in 2021. Oh, I hear somebody talking in the background. I don't know who that was. All right. Well, anyway, let, let's continue. Look, obviously, the thumbnail is 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 right there for everyone to see. Right? You saw the way I wrote it up, and the way I broke it down was 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 actually quite simple. Uh, you saw what PlayStation is currently offering, and of course, you see what Microsoft is currently owning. So let, let, let's break down why I think the PlayStation 5 is not a value that gamers need to take in 2021 when looking across the yard and seeing that green grass. And then, of course, I'm talking about Xbox. Besides the top-tier first-party studios, which is currently at 23, potentially more, with 35 teams, you have important console um, upgrades that, unfortunately, you're not getting on the PlayStation 5. You're getting the variable rate shading. You're getting auto HDR and, of course, the newly announced FPS boost. You have expandable storage with the, with the SSD cards. You still can't do that to open up your, your PS5 to put in an SSD. You do have... You, you can plug in, um, you know, a, a hard drive now, thanks to the latest update. Smart delivery being a big, big factor for most, of, you know, for every game or just about every game for Microsoft. Quick resume. It's a big deal, folks. Uh, obviously, game streaming. And Ains, I saw your tweet about you could, that even though you've played game streaming, sitting in bed playing, um, I believe it was Hellblade. Hellblade last was, night, yeah. It's just, it's just an incredible thing. That's something that you you don't find on the PlayStation 5 right now. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, still uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the hottest topic in gaming because of the amount of, of games you're getting for your $15. You get Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, and of course the newly announced AMD's Fidelity FX tools that all of the development community now has. These are some major steep hills that I don't think Sony... I mean, again, I think the argument can, can be made, not saying that the PlayStation 5 is not a great console. I have one. I have all of the games I mentioned, except for Returnal, which I'll wait for it to be on sale. Ains, I want to go to you first. You know, again, this this is not 
you know, my green is, is better than your blue. This is simply saying that with everything that Microsoft has going on, and if you think about all of the exclusives, right, Second Extinction is going to be a big game on Xbox Game Pass. That launches on this Thursday. Okay, I had a chance to sit down with the developer uh, and one of the community managers, and it was an incredible interview. If you missed that, go to the channel. You have The Ascent. You have Scorn. You have so many games that are coming out this year that are exclusive. It's something that Sony did so well, especially in those second and third party exclusive deals that surrounded their big first parties, especially when they didn't have a lot of those in the chamber. What 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 are your thoughts on this? Can, if you if you were sitting with the money to buy a PlayStation Five or an Xbox, which way would you go? <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a great way to phrase it. Boom. Um, I, I think you're right. This is a big topic, and I know there's probably a lot of thoughts we all want to share. So I'll, I'll try not to go too long on this because. Uh, yeah, there's well, it's a, a conversational you... podcast, so by all means. Yeah, yeah, so please, anyone jump in while I'm speaking. Feel free to, to jump in. Um, so first things first, right? Let, let's let's acknowledge the fact that if you were able to get a, a Series XS or PS5, feel fortunate. Because yes. there's way too many people right now that want to get them and simply can't due to the global you know constraints we see. Um, now, what you're kind of referring to, Boom, here is, is value, right? And I think that at the launch of this generation, at the launch of almost every generation, really, um, there, there's kind of your launch titles and then there's a kind of a lull, right? Yes, um, yes. And, and that's happened for as long as we've all been gaming. Um, and, and we've kind of seen that here. And I think when you get to the question of value, um, that's where the Game Pass conversation just has really taken flight because as these consoles have... Uh, come out and people are struggling to buy them. And as there's this kind of lull in, in new content, uh, at least until the next few months, which are pretty damn packed, um, Game Pass has held kind of a unique spot because even if they're not AAA big first party releases, there is consistent new content that is there. And the growth we've seen, and especially obviously with games like Outriders and MLB launching on it, it's changed the conversation and it's changing the industry as we know it uh, and will continue to do so. But, um, you know, I, I think the question is value. And I, I think there's two core points here that I'll touch on is one, our kind of this group, you know, everyone in chat and our, our kind of core hardcore community that's on Twitter and these podcasts is but a minor fraction of the gaming community. You know, we're, we're a tenth of a percent, if you will. Um and so I, I often try to look at the marketplace from the perspective of your average consumer. And so I think there's two things here. That I think one is favors Xbox and one that favors PlayStation. PlayStation comes into the generation riding the high of the PS4 era. Whether yeah. you agree with that or not, it's kind of irrelevant, right? Um, it's, it's just a fact. Uh, I think that's why, you know, you automatically saw PS5 become the best-selling console, even in the United States. Yes. Uh, of the time because it's just it's got that Sony already had a strong brand or PlayStation already had a strong brand, but they're they're riding high right now based on what they delivered over the past several years. Um, but counter to that, I think Xbox, as you pointed out, is riding a, an incredible wave of uh, 
good press. You know, they've really come full circle from last generation. And there's a lot of goodwill that's being earned among the hardcore community, which is trickling down to the broader community um, from whether it be Game Pass, obviously, is the biggest topic, but everything right backwards compatibility and ease of access and accessibility. And there's a whole list of things Xbox is doing incredibly well right now, which should be applauded. Um, but I think that's also why you have the Series S on the marketplace. And I think that's when you talk about value and, and when these were first announced and people had that kind of debate of why is there a Series S? Why didn't they just go with the Series X? Does it hurt development? All these kind of ridiculous conversations. The Series S is that console in the marketplace where if you are a consumer who knows nothing of what we're talking about and doesn't on Twitter, gaming sites, podcasts, you know, you're your mass market average consumer. And you, Xbox positions that as a place that for $299, um, you can log in, get a next-gen console that is tiny, inexpensive. You can play your Fortnite. You can play your Warzone. You can play your Roblox or Minecraft. These are the franchises that the mass market plays, right? You're talking about hundreds of millions of players on a monthly basis between these major franchises that are mostly free to play, free to get into. So... Uh, that's a little long-winded, so I apologize, guys. But I, I think that there's contrasting value points here. I think uh, the Series X, especially, in this, and the PS5 will continue to sell to the hardcore consumers. And as that library expands and production expands, we'll see how that performs. But I think Xbox is in a unique position here between the goodwill and the, the positivity going for them right now, where between the combination of that Game Pass's growth and the Series S being the cheapest kind of next-gen console on the market, there's a tremendous opportunity for them to say, look, if, if you're one of those people that is uh, more casual, for lack of a better word, there's no better deal on the market right now than a Series S. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny because I, I've had this conversation on numerous Xbox Factor podcasts on how I honestly believe because of its $299 price, and I, and I think it's going to drop down to $249. I, I think that they go for the juggler. Start uh, bundling some Game Pass with yeah. it, man. Why have they not bundled at least like six months of Game Pass or something with it? Three months. Know. You know what? I, 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 I'll I tell like you the... why. I'll tell you why, Ains. That's because they don't have to yet. Like That's right true. now, That's true. every console they make, they cannot keep it on the shelves. Yeah, that's true. Right. And and I I think that Boom is onto something with the 249 price. Like we've talked about this many times. 249 is the magic number for something like that. But right now, why do it? They're already losing, probably losing money on these things. I I think they until su the supply constraints become more sort of streamlined, I think it I think it stays at 300. And when it's time to go for the jugular. When it's back in stock, that's when you hit them with the 249 price and include a couple of months of Game Pass, and then that's it. It's stocking stuffer status at that point. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're right. We'll have bigger third party deals at that point, too, right? Yep. So you're going to be able to say, we've got Halo, we've got potentially Battlefield 6. You can get it all for 249. It's it's going to be a tremendous deal. Probably one of the best deals we've ever seen in the gaming place. Well, no, no, well, no doubt about that. Considering the considering that you're going to be able to uh, again potentially add three to six months of Game Pass for you know for free just for buying the console, they're going to be able to eat that because of the back end monies that they are making on on, on Game Pass. And again, folks, we had reports that it was twenty three 
a million. It is apparently 22 million, uh, which, you know, again, I, I think Jez had made mention that he had w- read the wrong number. So 22 million, 23 million, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's still a four to five million um, boost in sales uh, from that January 21st um, report which is just bananas, uh, considering that from January 21st to April 21st, they got that many. That's averaging 1 million new subscribers per month. That's that's incredible growth. So, so, I, yeah, and not to interrupt you, Boom, but I actually sat down with Benji yesterday uh, and had a one-on-one conversation, which is coming later this week. But, nice, um, dude. He, yeah, and he and I talked about exactly that and the fact that even people like us who are kind of looking into this data all the time, its growth is accelerating faster than we even expected. Yes. Um, and that's I think it's before, even, so, even faster than Microsoft expected. Yes. And that's and, before we get the major, major third-party deals and any of the first-party stuff starts to hit, right? So, yeah, it's it's incredibly impressive. And when you add now that they're in browsers and on the iPhone, yeah, I think that that number skyrockets because every time there's a new big deal, let's say they do something with Kojima and everyone knows that's going to be in Game Pass. Halo is going to look at a million a month. Right. We're in April. There's eight months left in the year. Right. So by December, if they keep pace, that's already 30 million. Right. And this is before we get to the holiday buying season, before we Halo launches before E3 that's going to get everybody excited. They could surpass 30 million by the end of the year. Oh, and sure. What, is that, what does that mean in terms of the kind of deals they can land? Because if I'm making a battlefield or I'm making, I don't know, maybe the next, uh, who the hell knows, Final Fantasy, Tomb Raider, whatever, right? Do, do I not want my game to be played by 35 million people? Yep. Right? And, yeah, it, it compounds, right? It, it. I talk about this too, but it, it's, it's the difference between escalation and compounding growth, right? So they've seen escalation over the past few years with Game Pass, and now you'll start to see compounding growth. It's the same thing you saw with Netflix, same thing you saw with Spotify, HBO, Disney, and what that to your exact point, Everborn, you're, you're nailing it is that the bigger you get, then you get more publishers, developers, etc., wanting to be part of it, obviously, right? And then as that compounds, you're able to invest more into it more easily. And then it's just a domino effect at that point, right? It's like economies of scale, they call it. Exactly. You hit hit that number and then that's it. People will effectively be losing money by not being on that platform. But what else does that mean? Uh, And and the beauty of these things is, hey, we're going to, they're saying, because they, you know, the idea of, Game Pass being the new exclusive. And what do, we, what do we mean when we say that? That means if a game is in Game Pass, even though it is re- available on all the other platforms, people still think of it in terms of mind share as though it's an exclusive, right? Yeah. And, 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 I, and just look at how we talk about Outriders. How often do you hear people? You don't talk even about hear the PlayStation involved in exactly. the conversation. Yeah. You, you, you would think it wasn't available there. But right? you know something, Everborn? You know something? Like, to that point, Microsoft took a page right out of Sony's book. How many people do you know in your gaming circles that thought um, Destiny was a PlayStation exclusive? 
right? If yeah. You, no, no, yep. no, no, no. That's a that's a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, no, dude, it's available on Xbox. No, it's not. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> True. You Some know what I'm saying? Do. Like you, like yeah. you literally have to fight with people. But in the conversation again. And here is something else that's crazy. Like, I'm going to say something. I just, it popped into my head when Everborn started talking. MLB The Show is a first party developed and published title for PlayStation. And don't you know, since its release, you have not heard anyone talk about it from PlayStation at all. What have you heard? What have you seen? How many pictures? How many Tim Dog posts did we see him playing MLB The Show? Because it's in Game Pass. Game Pass is the hottest thing going. One of the main reasons why, if you were in the market to potentially get, if you had a choice, do I go with a series or do I do a PlayStation? I think you can honestly wait on a PlayStation because their bangers are not there. Now, granted, granted, the big AAA bombs that Microsoft, they're not there either, but they did what Sony did in the PlayStation 4 ver, uh, days, and they they uh, uh, subsequently added all of these second- and third-party games to their conversation, and people are having those conversations as we speak. I don't know. I, I Again, I, I could go on all day, but you know what? I got to bring in Mag for this conversation because he is someone that talks about game pass and price a lot because yes, of he's in keys in canada my question to you quite simply you have a playstation 5 i think almost everybody here has a playstation 5. i think that the only one tempest do you have a playstation 5 or not yet yeah not yet I, okay so he's yeah, yeah. So, play, so he's the only one that doesn't play so we all have playstation 5s i'm gonna be honest with you i haven't turned my playstation 5 on in months no because because there's just too much to play on Xbox that doesn't have any games. My question to you, very simply, Mag, is if if you were if you were tasked to pick one or the other, could you wait on a PlayStation Five and 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 then go with an Xbox because of the inherent value? Absolutely. And I would absolutely wait on a PS5 if I had the choice. Now, if I had the choice, sounds ridiculous because I bought it anyway. But, you know, I, I'm just one of those guys. You know, we, we just have to have it all, right? So right. that's just the way it goes. But uh, anyways, if I were a consumer, we're not talking about me. We're not talking about you or anybody else, uh, uh, like, you know, on this panel. We're talking about the average consumer who's holding one or the other. And now let's also forget about the pandemic for a second, okay? Let's just pretend that that's not happening right now because, you know, even Ain said it right now. You can't even get one, you know? And it's even true. the minute that they're up for sale, they're gone. I get I get little, uh, like, uh, tweets because I'm still part of the Best Buy, whatever, whatever, insiders kind of thing. And then they're like, PS5s are available right now. And like, literally 45 seconds later, they, they tweet again. 40, yeah. uh, PS5s are sold out. And I'm like, well, why'd you even bother tweeting it? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But it, it's, uh, but let's just, you know, for argument's sake, let's say they're sitting on the shelf and Joe Sixpack is standing there in front of one wall that says Xbox and one wall that says PlayStation. If you were to balance out and weigh out the options, there, to me, it's a no-brainer. Now, people might say, oh, he's a fanboy. No, I'm not a fanboy. If you actually look at what I'm about to say here, I would choose Xbox. And again, is something else that Ames had brought up, which I'm going to go into more detail is, especially being up here in Canada, is the value, the value proposition. OK, now you talk about, you know, the big talk right now is uh, Returnal on the PS5. OK, because let's face it, they've been starving since the, the console released. 
Okay, the console released. I bought the console. I got it the first week it came out. What did I play? I played Astro's Playroom. Loved it. I played uh, Miles Morales. Loved it. Had a great time. I did not play Demon Souls because Demon Souls is more of a niche kind of thing. I'm not really in. Uh, I bought it was a waste of seventy dollars, which is why I'm not buying Returnal. I played right. it about an hour. Okay, yeah. so you see what I'm saying? So like, if I even have and now, that's an interesting point, Boom. I'm, I'm actually going to expand on that a little bit. Very interesting point. I am now a very cautious consumer when it comes to PlayStation games. Now, the reason why, not the God of Wars, not the Uncharted, okay? You know that those are going to be good. I'm going to enjoy them. I'm going to absolutely adore them. I got the Platinums on all of those games, okay? I'm talking about the ones that we don't really know 100% if we're going to like it. That's not a good look for a company. That if there is even a smidgen of doubt... I will not purchase that game. That is not true. Tell everyone why you won't buy well, a, a PlayStation game in Canada. Again? Yeah, please. Because in Canada, means. the base games are $105. Okay? I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. And I've had people argue with me on Crossfire. They're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> sorry. It was 10476 Is that better for you guys? It's $105 for the base game in Canada. Hey, it's just to give you a little bit of context here. The Jackie Robinson edition of MLB The Show is $160 in Canada. I screenshotted it and sent it to Boom because I don't think anybody but it would believe me. Now, <laughs> I've I got don't... a couple guys I talk to daily in Canada, and, yeah, they show me prices of stuff, and it's just nuts. And one of the guys that works for yep. – uh, not works, but – Contributes to season gaming guys uh, in Australia, and and the yes. prices there are even crazier. Like, yeah, one hundred and sixteen in Australia for the regular yeah. edition. Yeah, exactly. so crazy. Yeah, it's exactly. funny you brought that up, Ains, because I was just about to say that. I was going to say, first of all, I'm not the only person who lives in Canada. Okay, <laughs> I'm, there's also there's also not one person who lives in Australia, and there's certainly more than one person who lives in Europe, and those people are all paying the same prices. Now, another interesting thing is say, oh, it could be the dollar difference, baloney. Okay, sorry, I was going to say something else, but let's not do go there. Baloney. And let me tell you why. My cost of living here in Toronto is the same as Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, and that's a single, expensive. A single, a single bedroom condo in the city of Toronto starts at a million dollars. Starts Christmas. at a million dollars. Okay. So you tell me that $105 is worth every one of my pennies. Not a chance. I'm not getting Returnal because I'm not one of those. Uh, what, what the hell is that? A roguelike. Okay. I'm not into it. I don't like Give roguelikes either. Yeah. Give me a map with a question mark. I can click on it, and then I know where I'm going. Okay, so I can get on my horse or get on whatever I'm going to do, my car, and drive over there and find out what I need to do. I don't need to be running in goddamn circles, okay, not knowing where the hell I'm going. I know that sounds like a stupid thing, but I'm not going to pay $105 because of that. Because in my eyes, a roguelike is still a niche product. It's not going to sell well. And I said this before last week. It is, it is, it is a litmus test as to what's going forward. Same thing with MLB The Show. That is a litmus test to what's going to happen with the industry and how things are going to move forward. You're going to have one side paying $105 for MLB The Show. You got the other side getting it for essentially free if you're mm -hmm. already paying for the service. Now, the thing is that that's another thing I'd like. That's another thing I'd like to get out of the way here. When people say it's not free, you're paying for it. Yes, I'm paying for what I'm playing now. But when they add another game in there and I'm playing, for example, I'm playing Outriders right now. I'm about 80 hours into Outriders. Okay, let's say they drop a big game in there tomorrow. I got that for free because I'm paying for Outriders in my mind. And there's still 300 plus other games, almost 400 games, if you include the EA games. And if then look at what's good. Yes. If, if you play more than three games a year, everything yes. else is free. 
Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Thank point. you very much. Done. Thank you very much. That, there it is. Okay. Now that's the thing. Let me get back. I'm, I don't want to go off on a tangent forever here. Ains, you <laughs> thought you were long-winded? You ain't heard nothing yet, buddy. Wait for this. So I don't want to focus on what Xbox is doing right. Okay. Because Boom already listed it all off. We all know what's going on there. I want to list off what Sony is doing wrong in oh, my spice. eyes, my opinion. Okay. The first things first is the expandable SSD situation. It's been six months, guys. What's the story? And the thing that bothers me and really pisses me off, and I'm not talking about the big guys, okay? I'm talking about all the, you know, all the chatter and all the nonsense and whatever in like Twitter and everywhere else. They don't say a word. Nope. Why are they not holding their own company accountable for that kind of stuff and say, hey, Sony, we're paying for your product. I'm one of those people, by the way. I am. Okay. I am in their ecosystem and I pay them money. Okay. I'm a consumer of Sony products. I'm out here saying, where the hell are my options that you promised day one? But the rest of them goes, no, that's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But then when, when Microsoft announces 22, 20, or not Microsoft, but other people say that 22, 23 million people in Game Pass, they're like, yeah, but is that active uh, users or is that Tom? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like to me. I'm like, oh, so all of a sudden you care about that, but you don't care about what the own company that you're putting money into is not doing what they have promised to do for you. So the way I look at it right now, it sounds like a car maker is going, well, it's got four wheels and a steering wheel. Let's just give it to them and then we'll build the rest of it as time goes on. Let's just let them roll out the door with the four wheels and a steering wheel. They can just do with that. We'll put doors six months from now. That's what it seems like to me. It was like <laughs> patchwork console that they slapped together because they were trying to match what Xbox was doing. They didn't want to get caught with their pants down and they certainly did not want to delay. Okay, and it just didn't seem like they were ready. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, can, before anybody can, gets uh, you know crazy. Can, I, yes, I, I do want to take a minute. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Sony, but I'll let everybody go. Uh, I I I just want to be devil's advocate for a no, no, I, and we definitely appreciate that. You know what? Let's get Tempest on in the conversation. You know, we keep talking about Game Pass, right? We keep talking about how it is the de facto one of the de facto reasons. But one of the things that we rarely discuss is the hardware. You, the series asked, do you know how many developer interviews I've sat down with that, that you know, it didn't come up in conversation because it wasn't part of it. But like, for instance, we saw on uh, Game On Daily this week was awesome and it didn't get a lot of views. And I'm actually really sad for that because they had the producer of Dirt 5 and he, I mean, came right out and said, oh, I can't begin to tell you how much I love my Xbox Series S, not the X the S. And this is why this is a big deal. This a $200 proposition for a game uh, for a console that's doing work that you could not build a PC for $1000 to do is unbelievable. And again, when you compound Xbox Game Pass, when you compound all of the games going into that service, when you when you start adding all of these different aspects about the uh, quick resume and smart delivery and the console's power and the console's size and what one is doing. I mean, the Series S does 120 frames per second for crying out loud. Some PCs don't do that of, of people that are, are out here talking. My question to you, uh, uh, Tempest Sun, is... If you had a chance to pick one or the other, where do you think people would go now that game that game pass is in everyone's mouth? So, um, obviously, if you've listened to me before, 
I'd pick Xbox, uh, not just because I really enjoy it. Uh, it's my favorite <laughs> ecosystem. Uh, in equal parts, I also feel like for me personally, the things I used to love about Sony where I felt like I couldn't get the same uh, things on Xbox, I feel like they've uh, grown apart from. I don't feel like um, I can get any of that stuff I used to look for Sony and thought really only Sony could get anymore. Um, so uh, in equal parts, I love Xbox. I feel like the reasons I used to love the PlayStation is kind of gone, to be honest with you, in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, I'll, I'll get to that, you know, in a minute. But um, listen, I think uh, when you see the sales figures, right, um, you see the thirst for the PS5. Me personally, I haven't even tried to get one. Now, call me a fanboy, if you will. I just don't care about the first party offering so far. Maybe, maybe ever, if they keep going in this direction, they're going. Um, I don't, I didn't care all that much. There was one game I didn't play, but that's because I got a taste of that kind of like feel and genre through a uh, Neo two, but I didn't play ghost of Tsushima. I, I still want to play that at some point. Um, but besides that, um, you know what, man, it's just their first party kind of isn't my cup of tea. And, um, I've said this before and some people hate it when people say this, but it's all kind of samey to me to be honest with you. Um, it feels that way. What I think is happening is I think the casual market want and have a thirst for the PS5 because they're used to the PS4 being the it console, the thing you get. That's what the con that's what the casuals think of. Now see when the 360 went to Xbox one PS3 to PS4, Xbox shot themselves in the foot months before the console launched. I feel like Sony is slightly shooting themselves in the foot months after the PS5 is already out. I think it's going to take a few months for the general casual market to hear about all the kind of bad news and the differences in between the two ecosystems. I think it's going to take a few months before they realize that there is a Game Pass and there is a 299 box that is running a lot of games at 120 frames per second is super, super tiny, small. I mean, you name it. There's so many upsides to this uh, Series S, especially, you know, come, uh, you know, like November or somewhere around there. It's probably going to go on sale. Could you imagine that thing discounted to 250? Yeah, I it's mean, gonna it's, move. It's gonna move consoles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sure. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I think the casual market just needs a few months to figure this out, and they will figure it out eventually. Word of mouth. I mean, once once Xbox just starts bringing out their own bangers, let alone all these deals that they're doing, that casual market is going to realize, hey man, there's something special here, and that's Game Pass, and it's not you know, on the competitor side. And what I was saying about Sony is, listen, for me, especially them closing the Japan studio was like a major blow. Yeah. For I me, agree. yeah. The type of games that I like are starting to migrate to the Xbox platform. And if they're not there, I have a pretty capable PC. If they're not on Xbox, there's about a 95% chance, maybe 98% chance they're on uh, Steam or uh, Nintendo, I think, has picked up a lot of slack. And I'm not a Nintendo fan, but, that, 
you know, it, they've picked up a lot of slack where I feel like Sony isn't getting like hardly any of those, say, JRPGs or, you know, or just Japanese based games exclusive over there anymore. Nintendo's getting more of them and Xbox is starting to get a lot of them. So I just the I the what I used to identify Sony as it, they're almost not that anymore at all. And so for me personally, I don't feel a, a reason to have one. Now they they could get me. They could strike a deal with like Bandai right now and do like a really hardcore realistic looking Gundam game. I'd be there day one. But that hasn't happened yet, you know. So yeah, as it currently stands, you know what I'm currently like and what I'm into, they just they aren't delivering. So. You know, why would I get one? And I, I feel like, uh, like I said, I, I, that's what I truly feel is happening is it's just taking a few months for the general consumer base to learn about all of these things that are going down right now. And um, I see a shift happening. I really do. I yeah. mean, eventually people are going to catch wind that uh, Game Pass is actually that good. It's actually that good. So they're not going to well, be able to resist it. I, I just want to add to the conversation that uh, that that is going to start to happen because, you know, v very similar to Hulu and very similar to Netflix and very similar to HBO Max and, and, and all your favorite streaming services like Disney Plus. Once the general consumer, meaning the casual market, which makes up, and I think uh, Ains could uh, agree with me here, but 85% of the market, like we, the hardcore only makes up 10 to 15%. Now we're the loudest, sure, but mm -hmm. we're not the majority. We are the minority for certain. Mm -hmm. And when they get wind, you got to remember, we're still in a pandemic. People are trying to figure out how to put food on the table, but they still want to have fun. Once they find out that for $15 a month, they can get over 400 games. Mind you, we haven't even gotten into the first party bangers that Microsoft is going to release. It's going to be something different. Clowns, let's get your opinion and we'll bring Everborn on the back end who's going to be the devil's advocate of the show. You know, one of the biggest hangups for Microsoft just got fixed and that is free to play games now are free to play and it's a big step because it's a step that makes you go out and if you do buy a series s which i think a lot of people are going to do you could take that console and you could play your fortnites you can play your war zones you could play your PUBGs, you can play your apex legends and a host of other other games soccer cars you name it and play that for free just on your console value proposition is going to win out over the expense more expensive playstation 5 for you do you see a difference in whether people moving forward will go out and buy a ps5 over an xbox or vice versa you know i think that this is a big deal for xbox and the fact that it's no longer an argument right as long as the people at the uh, retailers are educated enough when parents come in and say, hey, you know, where can my kid play Fortnite on a console for free or Warzone for free? As long as those retailer, you know, employees are educated, they, they should point to the uh, Xbox Series S or X. I mean, it's a no brainer. And the reason for that is because the, the paywall's down. It's a great console. It's fast for everything. It, you know, the digital, um, the Xbox Series S is is a lot cheaper. And on the fact of that, they could also be like, hey, here's Game Pass with this console, and your kids will get to enjoy even more games. So it's just a no-brainer. There's really no competition anymore. 
to argue back and forth as to why someone should get a PS5 for free-to-play games versus an Xbox Series S or X or a Switch. I mean, Xbox is really doing well this generation, and they finally did something that every gamer and casual gamer has asked for. They brought the paywall down, and it was about time. This was this is needed to happen mm-hmm. since the launch of this generation. This was holding them back in, in people saying, well, I could play this on PS5 for free. I don't have a paywall. And they sit there and argue on Twitter for hours about this paywall. It's gone now, and now they can't argue. So now they're arguing about the PlayStation Now collection and the uh, the PS Plus collections and, you know, all that other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's a no brainer. Retailers just need to educate the employees about, you know, which consoles have free to play. <laughs> Xbox does now. So if you're listening, to your retail employee, you know that for sure. If you listen to Boom Show or any of Boom Shows, you'll find that out. And yeah, boom. I mean, that's my opinion on it. I think that it's the place to go. It's yeah. got Game Pass. That it just it makes it even better. Game Pass Plus, no paywall for these free play games. Yeah, no, great points as always. Real quick, let's before I bring in everyone, let's uh, grab a couple of super chats. Lord Roughness in the chat drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "All I've heard is Xbox has no games. All I know is I pre-ordered my Xbox Series S, got it day one. Every day since, I'm spoiled on the choice of games to." play very true dude that's i mean again the, the it's it, it's it's a smorgasbord of games philly eagle generous friend of the show he drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says at mag ps only fanboys don't buy games they play twitter jim ryan himself said playstation only fans aren't enough because they don't buy enough games gamers like us buy more playstation games than the fanboys and that is in fact true i've actually had people challenge me and i think <laughs> i haven't i haven't missed a collector's edition uh in 10 years outside of death stranding which just you know was i, I wanted to playing the game quite enjoying it i just didn't get the collector's edition um but uh, everborn let's bring you in a conversation where, where do you want to play devil advocate on this regarding playstation being uh potentially being purchased over a, uh, an xbox simply because of its history versus value and what the consoles are actually doing technically over the playstation 5 so here's the thing i think we all have to come back to why we're here and and that's that's the games right and I think that if we're talking about year one so far, like we can't say that Sony has not delivered on the games front. That and 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 me saying that doesn't mean that uh, Microsoft hasn't because they have, right? Uh, and I think f- first of all, just to be cynical for a moment, the value is literally there for the PlayStation because if you're a smart business person, if you can get a hold of a PlayStation, then you sell it. And then you'll double your money and then you go buy a series X and then you'll have that for free. (laughs) But, but, and, and, and I, and I get it, right. If you are the kind of gamer that can only uh, afford or only wants to spend money on one console, then you're probably value conscious. And if you're talking about value for value, what uh, Microsoft is doing is unmatched. But I, I, I don't I don't want us to gloss over that in this year so far, right? Like we know that Starfield is likely coming at the end by the end of the year. Mm. We, we we know that uh, Forza is probably coming. 
by the end of the year. We know that um, Halo is is definitely coming by the end of the year and whatever other deals they have uh, in place that they haven't announced yet. We know that's coming, but so far on the Sony side, like we did get Miles Morales. That's yeah, which is which was an amazing right? experience. Yes, right? Returnal. We can debate the seventy dollars thing or not, but it looks like there's a solid game there. Like maybe it's overpriced. It probably is, uh, but you know I'm gonna get it because it, it looks like something very uh, interesting to play. And we also got, um, you know, we have Ratchet and Clank coming, and I we know like whether it is Horizon or it's God of War, which. If God of War comes out this year, we know that it was a DLC that they're going to package like they did Miles Morales, which is fine, right? And it's and it's probably going to be cross-platform if it comes out this year because you don't want to release to only 8 million people, right? You, you Or whatever they have by then, by the holiday, right? 10 million, whatever. You want to release to all 100 million so that, that you could do those sales numbers like they did with Miles Morales. So we know that Sony is going to have at least another big title ready for holiday and that will either be horizon or it'll be god of war right so they are delivering on the games front and then there's all the third party stuff yes you have to pay full price while we are uh at a smorgasbord over here right uh in in game pass land but they have delivered and i think they have a a product that is worth your money some people will argue they don't want to buy the xbox until halo comes out Right. And 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 they would be fine. That's not me, but they'd be fine in making that assumption. Right. Like like at the very least, I think that Microsoft should have had at least I know Halo didn't work out for the launch, but they ha- should have had something like an Astrobot that shows off the hardware, like t- had some software that really takes advantage of the hardware yet. Right. And so I, I, I think I would be remiss to say that Sony and the PlayStation are not a good value or not not worth it to buy in year one when we have we know what the Series X is going to do. We saw the Hellblade reveal. We have every faith or I have every faith in 343 that they're going to knock Halo's knock our socks off with the visuals on Halo. But they haven't done that yet. Right. There's nothing that Microsoft has shown us, save for Hellblade, which we know is not coming out this year, that rivals the visuals on Ratchet and Clank. That's just a fact. Right. We know it's coming. Right. But so so we we got it. Like, I think that, you know, they're doing two different things. I think Xbox has the winning formula. But if you think PlayStation is your your bag, then I think you're like you made a good decision. I think, I think if you have a PlayStation, you're happy right now. Right? Like, and what did I say on last week's show? All of this talk about remove Jim Ryan. And we thought the veil was going to be removed from everybody's eyes. What did I say? They were going to show some gameplay footage and then everybody gets amnesia. And that's what happened. And, And they do this all the time. They're silent. Everybody gets worried, and then they hold off a game clip, and they show it, and that's what they do, and that's their formula. Just like their formula of these third-person games that are Tempest, I agree with you. They're very samey, but they but they get the job done in terms of people feeling happy about the, uh, the their their purchase and people being excited about it, uh, and and that unfortunately is what it is. But I, I think they are they're doing what they need to do now 
once uh, the avalanche starts, I don't know. I don't know how they keep up. But right now, year one, I think they've had a very successful year one. And I think they're doing what they need to do and they're releasing games. You know, My only uh, concern for, if I may, be like counterpunch is uh, they don't sell as much as you like think the first part. No, they don't. They're, 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 they're for, they're, listen, I think someone said it in the chat earlier. Yeah, there was a super uh, chat. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that the PlayStation community plays, plays Twitter. They don't support. They, they don't support their own games, which is why you're not getting a Days Gone. I bought Days Gone. In fact, I have the collector's edition right in my shelf, right next to me. How many so-called quote-unquote Sony fanboys bought the collector's edition? They probably didn't even play the game. So mm-hmm. there is a. I will say this to that point. You are right. They have delivered to open up the the, the, the generation. PlayStation is selling. Has has made gangbuster numbers. There's no doubt about it. But I think honestly that that is going to that it has to do because you can't keep these consoles in the Xbox Series S and X. They're selling out the minute they come in. They're not sitting on shelves either. So it's it again. We we have to see if how if, my question is going to be this: if if PlayStation is doing such an amazing job, how many people are going to buy Returnal? That's what I want to know, and I don't think the number is going to be that big, to be honest with you. I and think Returnal that Returnal is only on the PS5, right? It's not it, on PS5 the- only. That's correct. Yeah, yes, I mean, and, and it's a niche genre too, right? It's it's not that big mass market blockbuster. What game I was saying, that yeah. For. yeah, it's a niche product, it's a niche genre, and on top of it, you don't have that many uh, PS5s out in the wild. Yeah, and uh, you got to look at the and like I said, you got to look at the price too. You know, the price is a situation. I mean, you can't be blind. When you see two AAA games back to back from Outriders to MLB The Show, I mean, I know I understand that uh, you know Returnal's not going to to Game Pass, but I'm saying you look at the difference, and you're like, my God, if I were to purchase Outriders, MLB The Show, and Returnal in one month, that's three hundred and fifteen dollars. Okay, yeah, that is. Let me let me like, ask come you a on, question. Man. Let me ask you a question, Mag. Though, yes, what are Game Pass or not? What are you playing in June? I'm going to bet that it'll be. At least Ratchet and Clank, but maybe Ratchet and Final Fantasy. Uh, I would say that by June, I will probably still be either playing Resident Evil Village, which I will pay. I will buy full price. I know it sounds kind of fraudish of me, but I'm just saying. I'm talking about in terms of other consumers, but uh, yeah, and most likely Ratchet and Clank. However, however, I may hold off on Ratchet and Clank if I find out that, first of all, the 2016 Ratchet and Clank was a magnificent game. I'm currently playing that now on my PS5, trying to get the Platinum, because I only get Platinums on PS5 because I don't play a lot of third-party stuff over there. So, uh, anyways, I'm working on that, but I just looked it up on, uh, what's that website, Uh, How Long to Beat or whatever, and the Platinum is 20 hours. Am I going to pay $105 for a 20-hour Platinum? That's what I'm looking at now, too. So now I'm like, that sounds to me like a $50 uh, purchase now, not 105 So that yeah. people say, well, oh, you know, we're being cheap. Yeah, You have all these consoles, but you don't want to spend the money. And I'm like, the reason why I have all these consoles is because I do shop savvy, okay? And, and what I do is that by saving a couple of bucks here, a couple of bucks there, down the road, I'm able to purchase more. So that when this fall came out, I bought five next-generation consoles. Okay, for various reasons. Okay, but the, the but the point is, I could do that by being a savvy shopper. I'm not just gonna go blindly just throw out 105 bucks, just like what Boom was just talking about about Demon Souls earlier in the show. Yeah, and he played an hour of the game. 
I mean, I'm not going to play an hour of Ratchet and Clank because I know that Ratchet and Clank is going to be incredible. There's no question. But when I'm done, let's just say for argument's sake, let's just say it's the same length as the 2016 Ratchet and Clank. Okay. I'd be pretty pissed off if I finished it in three days. And it cost me 105 bucks with no replay value whatsoever. Once I got that platinum, you've done everything. Yeah. Right. What else are you going to do? It's not like there's a multiplayer component or something else. Once you get that <clears throat> platinum, you're done. And I'm like three days, 105 bucks. I don't think so. So yeah. I don't hey, know. Real, you see what I'm uh, saying? Real quick about uh, Returnal. Did anybody see uh, Rand's tweet about the, the pre-orders? No. You, you, you can yeah. see your friend's pre-orders on the PlayStation store. Uh, out of his friends, 172 people had Resident Evil Village or Resident yeah Resident Evil Village uh, pre-ordered, and Returnal had two. Yep, wow. There you go. Well, you know so, that's another I mean, tough. That's, that's but, enough tough. Uh, Res- Resident Evil is like you know a 20 year legacy franchise. Like yeah, that's, that's tough to swallow, man. I mean they're releasing like but it's still apart. Returnal, still a PlayStation Five exclusive, which you've been seeing a lot of people talk about. You see another <laughs> right. exclusive PlayStation, the best. Right. Yeah. You right. know that the other thing is this reminds me of Titanfall too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being wedged in between, not in between, but sort of in between a big uh, title like that, like. Remember how Titanfall 2 yeah. suffered because of Battlefield and COD. Yeah. You right? know, there's also the the potential, and I think there's a very high potential, that if you wait like a month, they might throw it in PS Plus. Like, if it doesn't sell, like, like does it make sense to buy it at 70 now? Because I, I, I was very excited to buy it, and I, I know that I will, but, like, I, I now I feel like should I wait for some reviews to make sure it's worth – you see what I'm saying? Everborn, but not with Ratchet and Clank. And no, I know Ratchet and Clank is a day I one. Suspect, I'm a platformer exactly. guy, so I, I, I'm I'm there day one. I don't care about that. But I mean, again, but you see it, how it makes you a cautious consumer, though. It, you have to be, dude. You but, have but to. But the be. problem that's not a. Good, that's what I was saying, like literally an hour and a half ago. I'm like, being a cautious consumer is not what these companies want. They do not want you to be cautious. They want you to immediately throw your money at them, not have to think twice. And I think that the Game Pass effect makes multi-console owners and people maybe buying into um, uh, into new ecosystems or people who haven't bought into the new ecosystem yet, it makes them cautious. It makes them think twice. Yeah. It makes them do a double take and go, mm, I don't know. Because well, you I mean, know, like look, I said, again, you know to, what I'm to, saying? To, to, to that point, and, and obviously we're at the two-hour mark. I'm going to get everyone out of here in a second. But to that point, let, 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 let's just look at this scenario. And, and don't think that Microsoft's marketing geniuses aren't, aren't thinking because, booms, I'm a knucklehead. I'm just a guy with a microphone. So trust me, they have this already planned out. On the 20th. You had MLB the show release. Now the, the 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 news the news story was that it was in Game Pass, but this is where you get kicked in the nuts. If you are a PlayStation Five owner, and there's millions of them, six to eight million out there, and you are a fan of this franchise, seventy five dollars here in the in the states, and obviously the Jackie Rob- Robinson edition, which is a collector's edition, which I would have normally bought, what you know, when a lot of people bought, you're paying X amount of dollars. For Xbox Game Pass, right, and, and and it's running just as well on the PlayStation Five as it's running on the Series X and S, right? Well, on, on the X per se, but you played that. I played it for free. I downloaded it for free because I'm paid up into Game Pass to 2022. Oh, and PS, by the way, Smart Delivery gave me the upgraded version for free. 
it's those kinds of conversations that we're going to continue to have until Sony does something that's comparable. Can they afford to do it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they can, but considering they've made all these deals with Marvel, uh, with Disney, with now Netflix, they might be able to reinvest that money into the PlayStation version of Xbox Game Pass. Is that going to happen? I don't know. But right now, the value, if I was given a choice, it would be, if I had to pick one console, it would be the Xbox. Not because I'm a fan, because of the inherent value that's there. But folks, this has been one hell of a show. But before we get out of here, let me catch up with some of the super chats. We had uh, gamer uh, ga- gamers play HUD Zero drops an additional two dollars super chat. Knockout City that was actually that was previewed on one of the last state of plays. That's in Game Pass on May twenty first, day and date through EA Play, and that's pretty dope. That game look I, again. I don't know how how many how you know how long the legs are going to be for that game, but it's a multiplayer game and it's dodgeball. Who doesn't like? dodgeball um cyv studios drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says these days dropping 70 70 for a single player game that you'll play through in a week or two is not worth it for me i prefer to buy seven months seven months of game pass instead that's that, a conversation i think is going to continue to be had brendan uh brendock's in real life situation drops a two dollar super chat and says i need one game to show the power of xbox all that game is coming brother and i think you're going to see three of them this year i think that we're going to get uh three months of triple a bangers i think you get a new um forza horizon i think you get halo and i think you get starfield in september october november you pick the order I think that's what you get to close out the year on top of everything else that's that they're showing. And I think it's going to be a big year for Xbox. Uh, Pixel Bit G, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding final super chat and says, Resident Evil Village is a 60, Returnal is a 70, and in, in there lies the problem of overzealous price hike. People do the math before even uh, before even looking at Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Uh, fantastic point. Um, Black Ronin 357 drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says Ratchet and Clank is not a day one from a buy from me. I'm in the minority, sure, uh, but not not selling me on a PlayStation Five from what I've seen and previously played. And again, I think that's a conversation that we're going to be having. But let's let's get everyone out of here and do the outros. We had over 400 people here. Ains, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Hopefully, you had a good time. I definitely got to jump on a Bitcast in up the upcoming months of show. Yeah, man. To, uh, to definitely hang out with you and the guys. Tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media. But more importantly, tune in weekly to the Bitcast on your YouTube channel. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. It's been uh, it's been fun. Time flew by, and uh, always appreciate the invite, boom. So thanks a lot. Um, yeah, so seasongaming.com. Uh, you can find pretty much everything there. That's the easiest place. Uh, and how about the up- website also? Because you guys have been doing some great work over there. Thanks, man. Yeah, a lot, lot going on right now. Uh, a lot. Uh, we launched a new initiative called Good in Gaming, which highlights uh, how gaming can positively impact uh, mental health, anxiety, stress, loss, all those things. So. That's a permanent tab on our site now and some things in the works for that. Um, Awful lot of content coming over the next few weeks. So uh, video reviews on our channel. Uh, I'm reviewing Returnal because I know we talked about it being niche and probably not selling a whole ton of copies, but I'm personally pumped for it uh, because I love, you know, it's kind of my type of game. So I'm reviewing that this week. So we'll be talking about that this weekend. Um, And then also, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, so Season Game and Bitcast is our weekly show. It's all platforms Saturdays at noon live. And um, 
yeah, you can catch us there. But guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again for the invite and uh, appreciate any support. And, and thank you to the chat as well. Well, no problem, brother. Thank you for being here. Next up, Everborn Saga. You told everyone about what you're going, what you got going on, how well the Kickstarter did. Tell everyone where they can actually reach out to you, strike up a conversation, and more importantly, what else you got going on. All right, so uh, I'll start with what else I got going on. Me and the 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 legend Kaysante. I'm sure we all know him from the community. Indeed, we are trying to start a show where we talk about movies uh not games but movies and it's sort of a deep dive we pick one movie or tv uh show and we go in and we talk about it for an hour so you can look for that this thursday at eight o'clock on on my youtube channel uh everborn saga so check that out but also you can find me everywhere at everborn saga that's everborn saga on twitter everborn saga on uh youtube facebook instagram uh PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, you name it. But more importantly, EverbornSaga.com, where you can get introduced to the Everborn Saga itself. That's what it is. It's these books here. Uh, we are working on fulfilling all the orders from the Kickstarter, and then we will release Ariel's Adventure Chapter 1. And then we have a new series that we're going to talk about very soon after we get Ariel's Adventure Number 1 out there. So check out EverbornSaga.com. Check me and Kay Asante out at uh, eight o'clock. It'll be our inaugural show. We don't know what we're going to call it yet, but I hope we provide some value for you, especially if you're into uh, film and pop culture. And uh, again, Everborn Saga and EverbornSaga.com. Well, thank you. Definitely appreciate that. Let's get Tempest Sun. I know you got to run Tempest. Tell everyone about what you got going on, of course, with the model building. I know you're going to be launching your channel soon enough. You're, you're recording everything right now. And also, where can people reach out to you on social media? You can find me uh, at the Tempest Sun on uh, Twitter. My gamer tag is Tempest Sun. And uh, yeah, thank you for the shout out, Boom. Hopefully, sometime soon, instead of just talking about it, we'll be able to show you guys some content. But uh, as always, had fun. Ainsley, it was good seeing you here, dude, uh, in the primetime Thanks, gaming panel. Love you guys. Good to see you again, as always. And uh, I will see everybody later. Have a good All right, one. brother. Take care. Love you, too. And we'll talk soon, definitely. And uh, real quick, just a little bit of uh, to find out, because I know that um, Everborn Saga was talking about the, the power guests. Next week, we ha we're going to have Miles Dompierre on from uh the window central you know he has his own podcast called chatter days and uh, he's going to be hanging out with us hopefully you know that guy is connected also obviously he knows jez cordon very well hopefully he's going to drop a couple of uh of big uh announcements you know what we, we, we could potentially see from xbox he's been really really um chatting it up uh on, you know on social media so hopefully he'll have uh some in you know some secrets to bring with him he, he'll be joining us next monday but clowns let's get you on out of here brother tell everyone about where what you got going on and more importantly where could people reach out to you on social media and learn more about four guys with quarters or actually i believe it's now 4g uh q tv yeah, so uh, 4GQ TV, you can find us. Uh, the YouTube channel is still called Four Guys with Quarters because uh, it's too hard to change it. But uh, just <laughs> everybody, uh, this is what I'm going to tell you. And it's going to be real quick and real simple. If you like Marvel, you like Marvel actors, you like Marvel producers, you like behind the scenes actors and actresses, stay tuned to the channel. We got some things coming up. 
Okay. Very good. We look forward to what you're bringing to the to the channel. You've been doing some great work over there, brother. Hopefully, we'll get some. Uh, well, you know, you'll be dropping some hits on social media. And last and no way least, uh, I think that the that people's ears in China are still ringing from, of course, the <laughs> middle aged gamer guy, the loudest guy on the panel, and really, really took people to task on last Friday's Crossfire. Boy, you were oh like, you know what you reminded me of on that show? You were like. The Andre the Giant, you know, there was a wrestling match came, uh, come, you just walked in and you just clobbered everybody. Like you clobbered yeah, on I the left, to. you clobbered, you threw people over the top rope, you, you, you body slammed people, and you were the last man standing. Tell everyone what you got going on. <laughs> and more importantly, where could people reach out to you on social media, Andre the Giant? <laughs> well, yeah, well, that might be a new name. That's a fantastic name. But man, you know what? When you go into the lion's den, you got to come in prepared, right? So Crossfire was one of those nights and we had such a great time. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But anyways, guys, it was a pleasure as tonight. Ains, you are the probably the most well-spoken person I've ever heard on YouTube. It's magnificent. To listen to you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, it is man. remarkable. <laughs> of course, next to me, of course. But anyway, all joking aside, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a GY at the end, of course. And on the PlayStation 5 and on the Xbox Series X, you can follow me at all one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the mag with two G's. Uh, every Monday evening, you can find me right here, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends on Primetime Gaming. Tuesday nights, you can find me at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Gaming After Dark. That is with Noof Nukem and Titan Drago, and that's always a blast, too, guys. So, uh, anyways, uh, as for my YouTube stuff, uh, with um, with Pulse Music Media has gone on hold yet again because uh, Toronto has now gone into another full lockdown because of oh, COVID. Wow. Oh, and oh yeah, we're going all the way till June now. So every time we try to launch new material, this has been going on for 10 months that we try to launch a new video, uh, start filming something new. We got to put everything back on hold. So we are a year behind on our YouTube stuff and it's really frustrating, but it's okay. You know what? Our resolve is strong, so it is coming. But, guys, it was a fantastic show. Everybody have a wonderful evening. I'll see you all next week. Well, thanks for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate it and look forward to what you're going to be doing on your music channel for sure. Brutal Enigma drops an outgoing $5 super chance charging the same amount or more instead of passing the savings on to the consumer. When the games are digital, there is no disc, no artwork, no case. Yeah, that, that's something that, that, I mean, that could be a two-hour podcast in itself. I don't know if that's ever going to change, but it should for sure. But listen, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. We are closing in on 10,000 subs and again hopefully by June we'll have that uh, that's a big deal for this small channel I want to thank the incredible generosity that comes in with the Super Chats thank you so much uh, you obviously power the show in ways that is just no words folks no words um and, of course, I'm extremely humbled by it because we do this for fun. And uh, the fact that you uh, support the show financially is, is a big, big deal. Of course, I'm going to close out the show that's something with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now, more than ever, it's super important. He said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day, so take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Mm -hmm.